On today's show, I talked to Allison about her June trip report. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 139. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. And on today's show, I talked to Allison about her trip to Disney World. And let me just say, Allison was just an absolute joy to talk to. Just so fun, so sweet. Um, Her family sounds amazing. They were celebrating an anniversary, so her husband had a sweet surprise. They traveled with their mother-in-law, who sounds like an absolute saint of a human being, um, to be there and help them with the kids. And just uh, just her family sounds amazing. Um, But really, she in the time we talked, covered just a ton of really, really useful topics. So we discuss stroller rental, um, a road trip to Disney World, uh, the Art of Animation Resort, grocery delivery, Disney and Universal, combining those, um, Genie Plus, date night, baby care centers, and breastfeeding. So just like a ton of really, really valuable information. So I'm not going to babble on for too long. Um, because Allison has a ton of really, really great information to share. And her trip uh, overlapped with mine, so she was able to use some of the mishaps. She was following along my trip um, when I was posting on Instagram. Uh, She was able to avoid some of my mishaps by following along. So um, I'm happy to hear that that all really went well. But I will stop talking now and take it away, Allison. Thank you for being on the show today. It's exciting to chat with you. Uh, we actually have met once before. Well, yeah, yeah our trips were um, overlapping. So it was kind of uh, a funny, a funny meeting. So let me set the scene if you don't, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. Yeah, it was at Sanaa. You came over and we were sitting down, I was eating lunch with my family. You came over looking absolutely adorable, like <laughs> adorable. As I recall, you were wearing um, like an up dress I was I was wearing my up dress it was my husband and and my anniversary our 10-year wedding anniversary so we were all dressed up oh okay well that I mean you looked absolutely adorable and um I looked like I had been lying down on the pavement (laughs) because I in fact had been lying down on the pavement searching for a car key just moments earlier (laughs) and you came over and Kurt was on the phone with a locksmith trying to get my (laughs) new car key and you came over to like you know introduce yourself and I started like yelling about my car key at you I don't even know what I said (laughs) well um (laughs) I came up and said, I know this is creepy stalkerish and you have no idea who I am, but I know who you are. And I think we're about to do a podcast next week. And, and so I was just like, my car key. <laughs> and you're like, my car key. Yeah. Oh, my, yeah. And then after, like once everything calmed down and I like thought back on it, because like people saying hi is just like the most fun thing ever. But I was like, wow, I really like unloaded on this poor woman who just wanted to come over and introduce herself and say hi. I and then on been... top of then I had to like reschedule this podcast because I had COVID and it just has been so I swear I'm not crazy. I'm glad that you still agreed to be on the show after all of that. This worked out well. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay. Now that we've got uh, that out of the way. Um, why don't you start out by telling us just a little bit about your trip? When did you go and who were you traveling with? We went, we left on Saturday, June 11th. 
we drove and then we came back on Friday the 17th and that's when we departed and we arrived back in Illinois on Saturday the 18th um, and we were traveling with myself my husband it was our 10-year wedding anniversary and then we had our three children with us we had um, Elliot who is seven almost eight Oliver who is five almost six my daughter Isla who is seven months old and my mother-in-law Mary Jean okay you had a big group and a big crew. You, you had a baby under one with you we did so I definitely want to talk about Disney World with a baby because that's there's a lot you can do but you know doing anything with a baby can be um stressful at times we were a little nervous going in. We thought we're crazy for doing this, but also, you know, how you guys have talked about in your podcast, all of our vacations have been put off for two years and we were ready. <laughs> Despite yeah, totally. having an infant, we were ready to travel. <laughs> totally. So. Oh, I believe me. I get it. Um, okay. So you said that you drove from Illinois. I live in Illinois. Uh, I know that is quite interesting. So where in Illinois are you? In Southern Illinois? We are in almost exact central Illinois. We're, okay. we're south of, just south of Peoria. We live in a little town, Delavan, Illinois, which no one knows. Everyone knows Delavan, <laughs> Wisconsin. No one knows Delavan, Illinois. I, you know what? Um, I don't know Delavan, Wisconsin either. Oh, so. good, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, central, central-ish Illinois. So we drove okay. from the Peoria area. Okay, what was that drive? Did all of you drive, even, you know, the, the in-laws, like everybody in one car? We all drove. We we recently purchased a minivan um, back in May of 2021 um, when, you know, we were a few months away from having my daughter. We, you know, when you go from two to three children, you need to upgrade to a minivan. So, um. <laughs> I've still avoided the minivan, even with three. I was like, there has to be you. something else. I Although just make my it. kids... I just make them all squish together. I'm like, you'll learn to love each other that way. <laughs> you know, if we didn't have three kids in car seats, I'd think we oh, could yeah. probably manage a smaller vehicle, but three car seats is a lot. Yeah, the car seats do make a difference. Okay, so tell me tell me a little bit about driving to uh, doing a, a road trip to Disney yeah. World. So it, first of all, it's not our first time driving. We drove back in 2019 and it went so well. Of course, we didn't have a baby, but we did have two little kids. And, you know, we, it's about a 17 hour drive. And we decided just like last time to leave at about seven o'clock at night. And what that did is it allowed at about 930, our children to fall asleep, you know, at their normal bedtime. And they slept the entire night. All three of them. That's what my mom used to do when I was a kid, when we would drive to Disney World. We would go either like super early in the morning, so we'd pass out in the car, we'd go super late at night. So I think that's a good strategy if you you are able to stay up and drive anyway. Yeah, and especially having three drivers, I think having two would have been a little bit of a stretch. But, you know, each of us would drive two to four hours at a time, and then we'd switch off. And so nobody got too fatigued driving. Um And, you know, we had a little bit of recovery when we got there, but not as bad as it would have been had we only had one or two drivers. So So you didn't, like, stop and stay the night anywhere. You just drove the whole way through. The whole 17 hours. Stopped for gas a couple times, which it did get cheaper on the way down. You know, Illinois is Oh, well, hey. Okay. Well, that's something, right? Cheaper gas as we got down there. So that was nice. (laughs) Okay. So when did you actually arrive uh, in Orlando? So we arrived at our resort at 1.45 p.m. 
Um, so we had stopped for a little bit of a quick breakfast at Panera somewhere in Georgia. I don't even remember where we stopped, but, um, so we arrived at about one forty-five, and I had arranged for a two o'clock kingdom stroller pickup. Um, we were renting a double stroller and I just wanted to <laughs> product promote here real quick. <laughs> uh, kingdom stroller was awesome in letting me change my time like last minute. I called them and said, hey, I had arranged for a 2 o'clock pickup. I thought that was plenty of time, but we're, like, just pulling in. It's one forty-five. I know I have to meet you in person. It's, like, a rule change with Kingdom Strollers. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's change it to 3.30. Like, no problem at oh, the last that's minute. nice. So, yeah. Oh, perfect. Cool. Okay, so you got a double stroller from Kingdom Strollers. Yes. Um, you made it to – where were you guys staying? We stayed at Art of Animation. How did you like Art of Animation? Loved it. Um, it. It's our second time there. We stayed there back in 2019 in a Lion King suite. And this time we went for a car suite really because that was all that was left by the time we finally pulled the trigger <laughs> on this vacation. <laughs> you know, I like the cars. I think the cars are my favorite section in that resort. Personally, I like the car suite. I like the theming in that area. It's really nice because it's quieter. And then you also have your own pool mm-hmm. um, where the Lion King suite, you didn't have your own pool, but it was very quiet. Did you have anything in particular planned on this day? I know it's been a long day of driving and you arrived a little later than planned. Anything on this first day other than meeting up to grab your stroller? We um, we grabbed our Walmart Plus order, which was awesome. Um, I just subscribed to it for like $6 and then, or no, I did the free subscription and then canceled it after the trip and it worked beautifully. So I ran down, got my Walmart Plus, got my stroller. Um, everything just worked out great. So and what's Walmart? What's Walmart Plus? Walmart Plus is it's kind of like uh, standard grocery delivery, um, just like okay, uh, Garden Grocer. There's a couple different ones. Sure. Um, and Amazon Now or whatever. I yeah. Don't know. Yep. Amazon does one. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why we just decided to do Walmart Plus, and they were great. There was barely any substitutions. It was delivered right on time. The resort kept it cold for me. Um, we didn't have to haul all of our food with us in the minivan, so it freed up some space. So worked out great. And you got to cancel that subscription before and you I canceled got charged. It, so I didn't ever pay for anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just like kind of a, a restful day after a lot of driving yeah. on this well, first day. We did decide to, we went out to the pool, um, which the boys were so excited for the pool. They just, that was the that was really the thing they just kept wanting to do over and over again on the trip was go out to the pool, which art of animation does have some pretty sweet pools. They really liked them. So the zero entry was really cool too for my daughter. She could sit in the pool, which was nice being seven months old. Um, So we swam a little bit and then we were, uh, we made kind of a dumb decision and decided that we were going to go visit Disney Springs at like seven o'clock at night. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, ambitious for a bunch of really <laughs> tired people. We should have just stayed and swam. That would be my advice for anyone else. Our arrival day, just swim and relax. <laughs> but we were excited, you know, we were, adrenaline was pumping from being the first day of the trip. And so I had learned my lesson and we didn't do a park day the first day, but. I think you don't realize how crazy Disney Springs in the evening can get until you I, really experience it. You're like, I oh, I'm just no going to go idea. and. 
Yeah, you're like, I'm just going to grab some food and, you know, maybe do a little shopping. Nope, that's not. Disney Springs. I get overwhelmed at Disney Springs in the evening more so than I do any theme park, no matter how busy it is. I find Disney Springs to be far more overwhelming in the evenings. Yes, we did as well. We have only ever done Disney Springs on a weekday morning when we've been down there. That's the best way to do it. (laughs) Yeah, and so this time it was like, holy cow, everybody in Orlando is here. And so this is fun. Um, Yeah, and especially with the parks tending to close a little bit earlier these days, I think people then flock to Disney Springs. And you get more locals, so it's just like the perfect storm of crowds at Disney Springs. Yeah, we bought a couple things and then headed back. Yeah, I don't blame you. (laughs) Okay, so then your first park day was the next day. And this is Monday, right? June 13th. This is Monday, June 13th. And I do want to say one other quick thing real quick about our first Mm -hmm. day. Um, So I want to let you know that I know you guys had a rough trip and you had some (laughs) unfortunate things, but... As I shouted at you in Sanaa. Yeah. (laughs) You you posting about your misfortunes on Instagram actually saved us like three times. I was watching your stuff going wrong and thinking... Oh, okay. So like you didn't get your, you know, key to the world cards. So as soon as we got there, I ran down to get our key to the world cards and they're like, yeah, good thing you came down here. We're getting short on them. And I'm like, Oh, I know because (laughs) this lady I follow is over country and they're out. So, so we got our key to the world cards and that went smoothly. And then I saw your posts about the really long bus lines for magic kingdom. So that made us get up earlier on that day, which we'll get to, but like three or four times it was like, you posted something and I made sure that that, that didn't I'm happen to so us. glad that that oh. helped you. I mean, that's why I try and do that. I'm really glad that it worked out. You have At least one of us. Yeah. <laughs> At least one of us was able to benefit from my misfortune. And you'll probably never lose a car key either. You'll make sure any rental we car keys We will stay. put like air, whatever you call them. Yeah, the tracking tag tracking things on there. On yeah. <laughs> All right. So for your first park yes. day, what are what are your plans? So we, my son, my oldest son, Elliot, he's almost eight. He has been very into Harry Potter. Um, so this trip, we decided to try to do that with them for the first time. And we actually ended up deciding after looking at how expensive universal tickets were that we were just going to take Elliot and we were going to leave um, my five-year-old and my seven-month-old with my mother-in-law that day. So oh, okay. first park day was just me and my husband and my oldest son, who is a very laid back, easy to manage child, which was oh wonderful, really beautiful and nice yeah. that day. Um, so we decided I look, I was kind of keeping up on the opening times because I didn't realize how often Universal changes them. Um, but I noticed like a month before our trip, both parks were saying they had early entry, and then the week of our trip, it changed, and Universal Studios Florida did not have early entry anymore, which was actually nice because we did not have early entry passes, you know, because we were not staying. Yeah, I noticed that as well, just because our trips overlap. I don't know if something was going on, if there was a reason for that, but I noticed that as well. Um, And I found that a little frustrating because if both parks have early entry, it's kind of splitting the crowds between the parks, right? But if only one of the two has it, more people are just going to flock to that. Yeah, (laughs) more people are going to flock to that one park. Um, So did you have at Universal... Um, the park-to-park tickets, or did you just have single park tickets? 
we did do the park to park. And okay. honestly, if I could do it over, I would have only done one. Um, we wanted to ride the Hogwarts Express. And I didn't realize till about two or three days before our trip that that was closing down. It was, cl- yeah, it was like yeah. almost like the exact dates of your trip, too, yep. that it was down for a refurb. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so which park did you end up doing on this day? So we did Universal Studios Florida um, because that did not have the early entry. So I knew we'd actually be the first ones in if we got there when it opened, which we did. And we were like third or fourth in line. Um, I will say, make sure that you don't just take screenshots of your tickets because they don't allow that. And I got up to the front and they I showed them my pictures of my tickets and they're like, oh, you we can't take screenshots. So then I... I don't know what I was thinking. I had my tickets uploaded into the Universal app, but, like, I was trying to find them in my email, you know, because there's a thousand people behind me in line, like, yelling. And Uh-oh, and so you start panicking. I start panicking. And, and it gets and worse. I, and they're like, calm down, calm down. But, you know, that's the last thing you want to hear when you're panicking is to calm down. <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to find them. I finally found them, and they scanned us in. But by that time, all the other lines had moved in front of us. And so we were definitely not the fourth ones in the park like we could have been. Uh, but it's still, we went straight to Harry Potter World in the back, straight to Diagon Alley, and we went straight onto the Green Gots ride. Um, how, and so what did your eight-year-old think of all the Harry Potter stuff? He loved the theming, loved the wand, loved the butterbeer, like the, the whole atmosphere of it. I think he could have just stood in the middle of Diagon Alley all day and just looked like <laughs> just soak it in just soaked it in um the ride spooked him a little more than we thought oh okay um, our, our last trip was you know three years ago and he was totally up for any ride we wanted to take him on like loved everything and this time I think the very first thing doing that green gods ride because it is a little scary we had never been on it before <laughs> um thrilling but you know Voldemort you know shooting the killing curses at you from the screen. <laughs> Isn't it funny how kids one trip, they'll be like super into something. And then the next trip you couldn't pay them to do that. Exa- it's like, you did this. I you know. did this two years ago and they refuse. Yep. My kids are like that too. They go, but, hot you and know, cold with stuff. He didn't throw a fit or anything. He just was like that. You guys, that was a little scary. Oh, <laughs> we we're like, yeah, we're sorry, buddy. We've never been on that before. And you know, but um, but it was very entertaining. And, you know, if you're going with older kids or adults, really cool ride. Yeah, yeah. And you're right, just the whole theming of that area. I was visiting my brother and sister-in-law recently, and we had a debate over which land was, like, better themed, whether it was Galaxy's Edge or Wizarding Ooh. World. Ooh. And it's a tough call. My vote was actually Wizarding World. I, I think, think so they do, they do such a great job like just recreating the movies with those, those they really, two worlds. They really stepped it up a notch too with Diagon Alley versus Hogsmeade. I feel like, like I agree. I, yep. I feel like it was just, it was so much cooler. <laughs> I 100% uh, am with you. So he got a wand. Did you do the show at Ollivander's or did you just buy a wand at a stand? We did. We did the show at Ollivander's. He he didn't get chosen, but that was totally okay. They picked like this 12-year-old boy that was so excited about getting picked. And I mean, that's cute too. That is really cute. And I'm glad they picked kind of an older kid versus, you know, an eight-year-old who doesn't really know what's going on. So, um, <laughs> you know, my, my kid didn't even know that there was going to be a child picked. We didn't even tell him that. So he just loved watching the show. And then he kind of looked at us like, 
okay, now when do I get my wand? You know, like (laughs) he he didn't care that he didn't get picked. He just wanted a wand. So we just kept walking through and got inside and he picked one out and, you know, took a good 20 minutes to pick one out. We went to and from the two cases. He picked an original one. We bought that. And then we went out and did a bunch of wand tricks out in Diagon Alley. And they're hard. They are hard. Aren't (laughs) like once you figure it out, it's, it's easier. But like, I was thinking I'm like, oh, I'm going to be like a real pro and show my 10 year old. And so I'm like trying and I couldn't get it. to work. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, ah, like I hear him being like, hey, let me show you the ropes. And then I couldn't even do the spell. Yeah, they are tricky. So I guess the trick is when you look at like the little the symbols on the ground that show you the movements you have to do with your wand. It has to be about that size, like your hand movement. The gesture has to be about the size of the symbol. And you have to find like the little camera in the window and kind of aim it at that and that's I guess supposed to be like the the trick to getting it to work but even then I half the time don't get it he did eventually get quite a few to work enough that he enjoyed doing it it wasn't discouraging and and it's kind of neat that they you know don't work for every single person because when you do get it it's very exciting it is exciting (laughs) and I don't know if you had this experience there are um team members who will help. So like they're walking around and if they see you trying to do it, they'll come over and help you. Yes. And so like we had that a few times. times. And so that's kind of fun too. And I think he could have stayed and done those wand tricks all day, but we, you know, my husband and I are looking at each other like, Oh gosh, we paid $500 <laughs> for a park to park pass. We really need to get going and do more things. That's right, why right. we would have just done the one side because then we would have felt very much just letting him do whatever he wanted to. But we were like, oh, gosh, buddy, we this is one corner of one park and we have paid for two parks today. So and was this the only day you were doing Universal? This was the only day we were Mm, doing Universal. Yeah. Yeah. So I I get it. You definitely want to hop over. So did you then after that hop over to another park or was there anything else at Universal Studios that you did? So we got some we got some butterbeer, which he loved. And then we kind of drank the butterbeer while he was doing a few more tricks. And then we decided to start making the very long voyage over to Hogsmeade because of the Hogwarts Express being shut down. It is like a 25 minute walk. (laughs) If it makes you feel any better, the line for that, if you don't have the Universal Express pass, the line for the train is often like 40, 45 minutes. Okay. So if that well, makes you feel any better, um, walking was probably faster in the afternoon. Good to know. Wasn't a total loss. We started to get, you know, we, we were just going to head over to the other Harry Potter world. We were going to head over to Hogsmeade. But then he saw the Minions ride and there was, it was like a 40 minute wait. And looking at the app, by the time we got out of Diagon Alley, all of the rides were like, skyrocketed times and 40 minutes didn't quite seem so bad so we were like okay let's do the minion ride so we jumped in line for the minions which ended up being really cool and I'm glad we did it um I will say that this was the first time I had to deal with pumping on our trip um because it was about that time and thankfully I have a I have an LV um the kind that you know like is very discreet like goes down into your shirt so nobody can I never pumped, so like, feel free to yeah. dump it down for me because <laughs> so I'm just so, gonna be like, uh huh, but I don't know. Yeah, the the big industrial ones, you know, like the Medela ones that make you feel like you're a cow hooked to a wall. <laughs> um, but I thankfully didn't have to bring that whole contraption and lug it around. It was just the real tiny ones, and so I decided to just 
do that while we were in line because, you know, I didn't want to go waste 25 minutes doing it in the bathroom or something. So right. I just I just slipped them in while we were in line. And then the only bad part was once I was done trying to um, finagle pouring the milk into canisters <laughs> while the line was moving and having people look at me like, what the heck are you doing yeah. for me? But, it's like, do you want me to explain? Probably not. So just, probably you know, not. just keep, keep moving. Keep just walking. keep moving. So I, I did that in line, which was actually super convenient. Um, and you felt like it was everything was you felt um, covered or like it was discreet. It was. Yeah, I brought um, I brought my breastfeeding cover with me so that I could like kind of hang it over my neck so that, you know, it wasn't quite so obvious. Um, and. Yeah, due to the pump itself is a pretty discreet pump. So it was... That's awesome. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. That's really great that you were able to to do that and it you didn't have to sacrifice any time and it was discreet and you were comfortable and everyone around you was probably comfortable and fine. Well, no one said anything, so I assume they were. Yes. That's it, great. That's awesome. Thankfully, you know, I think it's becoming, all of it's becoming a little less taboo and people are a little more like, oh yeah. This well, is- it should be. I mean, yeah. you're feeding a <laughs> you're human feeding being. <laughs> I will say that if you do decide, if anybody decides to go and pump at a park, bring a cooler that is not, so we had a soft cooler that was not like waterproof. Um, so our, my bags of ice that were inside this little soft cooler inside of my drawstring bag were leaking all day long. Like the water, oh, no. from the, ice. the milk stayed cool and stayed good. Cause it was in like the heavy duty bags that I brought, but the, the ice was leaking everywhere all day long. <laughs> oh, what a so, nightmare. So bring a good sturdy cooler that doesn't leak would be my advice. Um, now, how did you feel at Universal Parks? You can't like at Disney. You can bring bags and stuff onto the rides with you. Any ride, if you have a bag, you bring it with you. Um, obviously, that's not the case at the Universal Parks. And you had—it sounds like you had some stuff with you, some gear with you. Did you have to use lockers? And also, those lockers are teeny tiny. So, yeah. how did you manage that? So the lockers are a confusing situation, and especially Aren't they? they are. We the other rides that we rode, it was only the Harry Potter rides that made us put our lockers and bags. Every other ride that we rode, let us bring them on with us. Oh, okay. And which okay. you'll, when I explain all the rides that we rode, you'll be like, oh yeah, you can't take bags onto those. Like minions. They didn't care if you took your bag right. to minions. Um, but when we did get over to Hogsmeade and had to use a locker, um, because we ended up doing Hagrid's motorbike adventure, um, it was super frustrating. Um, so, so that's coming up here. So I'll just explain what we did. We went on minions. Awesome ride. He loved it. And he even looked at us and he's like, that was fun, but not scary. And we were like, okay, good buddy. That's, okay. That's <laughs> I adorable. Liked that one. Thumbs up. Um, and then we walked over to Hogsmeade and we were just going to do a couple wand tricks and do the castle ride and then go to lunch. Um, because the castle ride, um, the Forbidden Journey was only at like 35 minutes. But when we walked in there, we lo- we turned and looked at Hagrid's motorbike and it was only at 80 minutes. And we were oh, like, excellent. I don't think it's going to get, I'm like, I've been watching these times for weeks and I don't think it gets much below this. Like we should go now if we want to do this. So we got in line, but, or we went to get in line, but then obviously we had to put our bag in a locker. And none of the lockers would let us scan our tickets. None of them were letting us scan our credit card. It was like there was a problem with every single scanner we went to. And by the time we finally got our bag in a locker, the line had jumped to 110 minutes. Oh! And, but then we were like, 
okay, we only have this locker for two hours. So like, we're not going to whatever, let's just go. So we got in line and we probably did wait about a hundred minutes. It was very hot by that time of day. It was, that was about at noon. So we couldn't get out of the sun. <laughs> yeah. I would like to add that it's been like major heat wave just across the country, but like in Florida, when there's a heat wave, it's also like a hundred percent humidity yes. most of the time on top of that. So it was, that was a brutal, brutal week. It was and a you, brutal You're line. talking like mid afternoon mm. out in the, yeah. And a lot of that line is outside. Yes. So much outside. So we did this line and the ride was awesome. Um, my son wanted to ride with my husband because, um, you know, dad will protect him from the danger. <laughs> so he rode with my husband in front of me. So I got the first cart in the next roller coaster, which was really cool and had to ride with a stranger, but she was like, I don't care what I ride. I, I don't care. And so I hopped on the motorbike and I was in the front on the motorbike, which was really cool. It felt like you were driving the ride. Awesome, thrilling ride. Um, my husband and I loved it. My son again was like, guys, that was again a little scary. And we're like, okay, we, will, I, we promise for the rest of this trip, we will only go on rides that you don't find scary. So he was proud. He went on it after. But I think I think just the Gringotts ride spooked him. And so then I think if we would have done Hagrid's first, he would have been okay. I think eight is really, it's, it can go either way. It's kind of a toss up age as far as like what's scary and what isn't. And I guarantee if you guys go back when he's nine or 10, he'll redo that Harry Potter ride and be like, oh no, that's awesome. Yes. (laughs) Cause it was really cool. So we left that ride. And after we got off of, um, Hagrid's motorbike adventure, we were so hungry. It was, it was almost two o'clock and we hadn't eaten. And so This was probably the low point in our trip overall, like our entire trip, Um, because my my mobile order on my Universal app was glitching and it wasn't taking my credit card because I had not entered my credit card before I got there. So that's useful advice. Put a credit card on your Universal app before you go. Set everything up ahead of time. Yeah, good tip. Disney, I was so prepared. I just wasn't prepared for Universal. I, I am a Disney person and... Well, and I get, you know, if you're like, oh, it's just one day, yeah. like I don't have to do as much. No, I totally get that, that thought process there. So nothing was, we couldn't order any mobile orders and we tried two or three stands and the lines were so long. And finally, my husband's like, if I don't eat something, I'm going to die. <laughs> so we, and is your and, husband, my husband, <laughs> I didn't think this is how I would die waiting for yes. a <laughs> That is, yep, waiting for a bus. That is my husband. Yours died waiting for a pretzel. Waiting for food. Yeah. So we also, it was so hot. It was two o'clock. So, so hot. And nothing we were looking at was indoor eating. None of none of it was in the air conditioning. So, so Dave was like, hey, why don't, instead of waiting in a line and eating in a hot place outside and not even liking the food, I saw Panda Express at the gate. We all like Panda Express. Let's go to Panda and eat in the air conditioning. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. But man, it is a haul back to City Walk. It is is. a long haul back there, but it was worth it. We sat for an hour and a half in the air conditioning. Um, (laughs) The line was long to get food, but it was okay because the line was in air conditioning. So it was like, we regrouped at Panda, but I will tell you the walk there was the low point of our entire trip. It was like, we're never going to make it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that we, um, 
on our last podcast touched on that as well because we were like if you're like hot and just like ready to drop or you're like sniping at each other you're dying that walk from universal through city walk to get to wherever you need to go buses parking lot or restaurant it's like i think kurt called it the death march yes. it's like the <laughs> so longest long. walk ever yeah so i f i feel your pain but i think that was a smart move to be like all right listen i know of a place that's inside with air conditioning that's quick to get food yes out to us so that was you know panda express might not be you know your first choice but in that situation i think you made the right call yeah yeah especially with my mobile order not working it, it was just we were like how frustrating this is frustrating let's go so we got to we got to panda we ate we regrouped we got some uh, cups of ice to to chomp on on the way back um and also we, smart we said to our son okay buddy it's now you know 3 30 um <laughs> we probably only have a few more hours here and we have so far done three rides um so what do you want to do before we leave like if you could do anything and we kind of were showing him the app and everything and he said i just really want to do more wand tricks that's so sweet, though. So we walked all the way back from City Walk to Hogsmeade, and he did a bunch more wand tricks and then seemed satisfied. So we were like, okay, well, let's let's explore some less scary rides on um, Islands of Adventure side. So we went, um, the first thing we did was the Pteranodon Flyers, which we didn't realize on the way there the weird height requirements of like you have to be this tall but you can't be over this size but if you are yeah. you can only have one parent ride with you <laughs> yes okay so for people who aren't familiar it's a ride in the Jurassic Park area and there's a height ceiling I guess is what you would yes. call it it's not like a so your kid has to be below a certain height so they only want a kid and one adult to go with them or did they let you both go with were no. two adults allowed nope. just okay that's Only what i one. thought yeah i actually have not gone on it because my boys are too tall but my daughter who's the right height is like i'm not doing that like when she saw it she's like mm, mm so i have not i've yet to do that ride and i'm in like a universal facebook group or something and the number one post that i see is can i steal someone's child yes, to go on to this try ride? to go on this because it yes is, it is well i didn't get to go on it my husband went on it with them and said it really wasn't worth the wait in line but my son really liked it and he's oh like, good it you... was breezy and refreshing and, and not scary so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you did one for him may not have been the most thrilling ride for your husband, but you did it for him. So, and it gave me a chance to, um, I went and got us all drinks and I pumped again and, and then refreshed the ice in my cooler. So like I, you know, got to kind of regroup again while they were doing the ride. And then after they got off of Pteranodon flyers, um, I said to them, I said, you guys, it is so hot. Do you want to go on a water ride? And, and I mean, we're not going to be at the park much longer. So it's not like we have to walk around wet all day. You know, it'll be this ride. And then like one more, we'll be able to squeeze in before we need oh, to get What back. did you do? So we did the river rat barge ride. Okay. <laughs> I love that one. It was so much fun. We actually did it because I had seen your posts about it. And I just laugh hysterically the whole, like, I can't stop laughing on that ride. It was honestly, it was my favorite family thing that we did that day. I, the rides itself, Hagrid's was amazing. Green Gots ride was awesome. But that was probably my best memory of just watching my husband and son get soaked and just laughing. 
So it, that was fun. And I was worried about my bag on it, but they have that center thing that you can cover with the tarp and our bags didn't get wet at all. Yeah, we had the same fear um, because we had a camera, like a yes. nice camera in there, and we were really worried about it. So it was like plastic bag and like wrapped stuff around it. But but yeah, everything stayed perfectly dry in the center of the raft with the, the tarp thing over it. Yes, that that would have been good to know before I went of like, because we were like triple, quadruple bagging our phones. Yeah, and, yeah I mean, I'd probably still do that just to be safe if you're going to put stuff in there. But But yeah, it does a pretty good job of keeping stuff dry. So after we did that ride, we were going to leave, actually. We were so soaked and and just finally feeling like, okay, you know, we're cool. We can do this walk back to the parking lot because it's so long. And on the way out, we saw that Spider-Man was only a 20-minute wait, and he loves Spider-Man. So we stopped and did the Spider-Man ride, which felt amazing. Actually being soaked from the water ride and then going into the air conditioning (laughs) felt amazing. He liked it. Um, and I thought he was going to get scared on that one after, you know, I was on it going, this is kind of scary. And then he was like, oh no, that was like fake scary. And I was like, okay, I don't understand the difference, but whatever. You know, maybe it's because there were live actors in the other one. Like maybe that was more it. I don't know. And I mean, Voldemort is scary. Voldemort is terrifying to adults. Yeah, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit. But the, yeah, the Spider-Man characters, you're right. They were cartoon, so it wasn't so bad. Right. Was that the last thing you did? That's the last thing we did. And then we did the long walk back to our car and then came back to the hotel and everybody but me got in the pool and I like just cleaned up our hotel room a little bit. Okay. Can I ask what your mother-in-law did with the other kids? You said a six, yeah. a six-year-old and a seven-month-old, right? Yes. So just, I mean, I know you weren't there, but just briefly kind of what was, what was their day? So she actually was really brave with them and she initially was just going to stay around the resort. Like they walked down and they started to do the arcade, but then my, my six-year-old, five-year-old, almost six-year-old is incredibly small. They went down to the arcade, but he couldn't reach like the pedals on anything. Oh no. (laughs) And she had, she had my daughter with her, so she couldn't like put him on her lap to play because she was trying to, you know, handle the baby and the stroller and everything. So they left the arcade. So she actually ended up taking them on the Skyliner. And they went down to Caribbean Beach and walked around a little bit and got some snacks there and just kind of sight saw. But the Skyliner was like a ride for my five, almost six-year-old. Now, we did have a double stroller. And so she said they had to like stop the Skyliner because she couldn't get the kids and the stroller off by herself. I hadn't considered that. But yeah, even just getting a regular stroller sometimes, like I'm good at it now. I've done it enough times. But, you know, you got to really, (laughs) you got to get it right. Otherwise, you bump into the side. So, yeah, a double stroller would be difficult. She had to fold it. So um, they had to like stop the Skyliner and help her. So anyway, after that, she came back and just swam with them. And she said to us, she's like, hey, if I have them alone anymore, I'm probably not going to take transportation anywhere because that was just really hard. (laughs) We're oh. like, yeah, we, we understand. <laughs> they came back and swam, but it was probably a good thing she didn't push it too hard with them because my five, almost six-year-old just needs frequent breaks. Sure. Oh, so do I. Yeah, no, I, I get it. So th- I think he had a good relaxing day and it really prepared him for the next day because the next day was a marathon. We Okay. It, it was and that was very sweet of your mother-in-law to She's awesome. uh, take them so that you could have some one-on-one Harry Potter time with the eight-year-old. Yes. I would not recommend going with three children, one of them being a baby, unless you have 
one-on-one adults to children ratio. We are so glad we took her. She was an amazing help. Um, Okay. So then the next day is your first Disney day. So this is June 14th. So what park are you going to start at with Disney? We did Hollywood Studios. All right. So Hollywood Studios, are you rope dropping it? I know you had a busy day the day before. We did rope drop. We were ambitious on this trip. We... We rope dropped Hollywood Studios and, you know, I had read all about the Skyliner having a really long line, um, but how it goes really quick. I told my crew, our goal is to leave this hotel room by 645. That is our goal. And we were out the door by 643. Do you remember what time the park opened on that day? It, oh, okay. So the Skyliner started running at seven. Early entry, I believe was at eight. I know we were in line by seven o'clock because we did our lightning lanes while we were in line for the Skyliner. And that worked really well. So you got Genie Plus then that morning. Now all and all of you went this time to Hollywood Studios. All the whole went. group, all Grandma, everybody, the Grandma, baby, baby okay. everyone went. In line for the Skyliner, we booked. We did an individual Lightning Lane for Rise of the Resistance because that was like a must do um, on our trip. So we didn't mind paying for that. Okay, and what was the first? Do you remember what the first Lightning Lane you selected was? We did Smuggler's Run. Okay, great. So we're starting Star Wars then. Yes. Yes. So our plan was to get, I knew I wasn't going to get Rise of the Resistance for first thing in the morning. I, I just had been watching, you know, how fast they go. So our plan was to try to get Smugglers and Rise of the Resistance for a couple hours after park opening so that we could start in Toy Story Land and work our way over to Star Wars Land. So that, that was my plan. Um, and it worked great. We decided to not try the double lightning lane booking on that very first one because both of those rides were kind of more high demand and we really wanted them. And so, you know, we didn't want to screw it up and end up, you know, getting a ride we didn't really need instead of smugglers. Right, right. And, you know, since this is day one, you wanted a little time to get used to Genie Plus. Yeah, no, totally get it. Yeah. So it worked great. We got smugglers for 1040 to 1140 and rise of the resistance from 1230 to 130. So it worked. My plan worked great. We got to the park by probably 740. Okay. So when you, so you got there in time for early entry, you're there, you get in the park. Where's, you said Toy Story is where you're starting. What are your goals first thing in the morning? Our goal was to rope drop Slinky and then do Toy Story Mania and, and squeeze in those two rides while we were in early entry. And it, it worked really well. We stood in line for probably 15, 20 minutes waiting for them to open up Slinky Dog. And in the meantime, I was able to, I, this was kind of ridiculous, but I, I grabbed my daughter out of the stroller real quick and I could not find a place to sit down um, because everyone was, you know, sitting on the benches waiting for all the rides to open. So I grabbed her and we went back into stroller parking and there was a little curb back by stroller parking and I sat and breastfed her back there so that I could go on a few rides and my mother-in-law could take her without having to, you know, worry about her being hungry. Yeah. And there's, you mean, there are baby care centers, but like when you're, when you're, you know, with a group and you're trying to do rides and you're waiting and it's not always convenient to go and find the baby care center, which is towards the front of the park, not anywhere near where you are. And I, and then I definitely utilize baby care centers on this trip. We, we did them quite a few times But there were also a few times that, like, it was not convenient to walk all the way back there. So I would kind of just hide somewhere. (laughs) I'd kind of go in, like, a stroller parking or or one time on a ride, Um, you know. So that's possible, too. 
Okay. <laughs> I definitely want to hear about that. So um, let's see. So we rope dropped Slinky Dog and both my boys loved it. So happiness there. I was so nervous because we had made this mistake in 2019 where we took our, at that time, fresh three-year-old or almost three-year-old on a roller coaster to start. We had taken him on the Barnstormer and it almost ruined our trip because he was so devastated. So I did not want to make that mistake again. And I had not planned on taking Oliver, our five-year-old on Slinky Dog, but he was like insistent that he wanted to go. And my, and my husband was like, he is a different kid than he was three years ago. Let's take him on this. And I was like, if it, this ruins the trip, you are sitting with him. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, it didn't, and he loved it. And so both boys loved it. We loved it. Um, got on and off super fast. How long do you think you waited? Not even five minutes once they opened the ride. And I assume then Toy Story Mania was probably pretty similar. It was. You just... We were moving and grooving through it. And then the line stopped and we we're like, this is weird. And then they announced that it had broken down. Um, oh, no. So we were like, well, let's give it like 10 minutes because that's, you know, the rest of our early entry. And if it's not back up in 10 minutes, we'll go to a different ride. So, but within five minutes of them announcing it had broken down, it was back up and running. So, and we all did Toy Story Mania, all of us, even Isla, and it whips around pretty good. She, (laughs) her eyes were really big when it started moving. Like, what have you done to me? Um, But it was kind of cool to all six of us get to go on a ride. The rest of the park was just heading in when we got off of Toy Story Mania. So I said to my husband and my mother-in-law, I really want to meet Mickey and Minnie here. Because you get to meet both of them. It's the only park we were going to where you got to meet Minnie. And I love Minnie Mouse. And I wanted my daughter to get a picture with Minnie Mouse. And it it happened to just be perfect timing. Because we met Mickey and Minnie. And then as we were leaving that line, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway had been broken down the whole morning. It was not available for any of the early entry. My husband was like, I just have this feeling we're going to get off. We're, we're going to leave Mickey and Minnie. And we're going to walk past that ride. And it's going to have opened back up. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Let's try it. So we get out from meeting Mickey and Minnie and it literally happened just like he said. We walked past and there was a 20 minute wait posted and they were letting people into the ride. Amazing. So we walked right on to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway right after that. Okay. So you've already knocked out some big stuff. Yeah. And it's it went early. Great. Like the whole day, yeah. there was there were very few hiccups in our Hollywood Studios day at all. It It was wonderful. We So after we got off Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, um, my mother-in-law met us again, and she's like, hey, I think Isla's getting hungry again. She's just, she's kind of fussy. So I took the stroller, and I took her back to the baby room um, at the front, the baby care center at the front of the park. And it was really nice. It's nothing compared to the Magic Kingdom one. That Magic Kingdom one is beautiful. So what did everybody else do while you were doing that? They needed an air conditioning break, and it wasn't quite time for all of our Star Wars stuff yet. So they went into some of the stores and just took a little breather um, in the stores and shopped a little bit while I fed her. And then when we got back, um, we headed to Smuggler's Run. With Smuggler's Run, <laughs> my son, my my five-year-old, was, was a little bit nervous getting on the ride. Um, he thought it was going to be a little scary. And so he put his headphones on and we kind of talked him into going and we told him he's obsessed with video games. So we told him it was like a video game, you know, you get it to, is. It like is a like a video game. Yeah. Video game. My husband and my five-year-old were the pilots. And then my 
seven-year-old wanted to be the gunner. So we went behind, and then these two random girls that had never ridden the ride before came behind us, and they were the engineers. But I will say, man, the role of the pilot is so much better and more interactive than anything (laughs) else on that ride that when we got off of it, my seven-year-old was like, I really want to be the pilot. <laughs> so so my five-year-old enjoyed it. He was a little spooked, but man, I wish I could have gotten some pictures because he was adorable. He barely reached the screen and he's sitting there in his headproof, you know, headphone or your soundproof headphones trying to navigate this giant ride. And it was, it was adorable. Okay. It was um, Rise of the Resistance right after this. So we, after we got off of uh, Smuggler's, we it was time to book our next lightning lane first of all because it was 10 30 so we needed to book the next one and we tried the double booking and it worked our first time oh, doing great. it it worked so we did a double booking for star tours and aliens because we didn't we knew we didn't have the crowd for tower of terror or rock and roller coaster yeah we didn't have the crowd for those so we we skipped those two. Actually, my my five year old kept looking up and going, "We're not going on Hollywood Tower, right?" Because that's what it says <laughs> on it, you know. <laughs> We're like, "No, buddy, we aren't. We aren't going to go on that one. Don't worry." So we booked for Star Tours and Aliens, and actually, our Star Tours ended up being the return time was before um, our Rise of the Resistance. So. We knew we wanted to get some pictures at Galaxy's Edge because our shirts were all themed. We had like, we had ordered iron-ons and we all had a different Star Wars character with Mickey ears on our shirts. So we really wanted to get some good pictures or really, I should say, I really wanted to get some good pictures around Galaxy's Edge. So we stopped and took some, some pictures and we got one really good one of the six of us in our shirts. And then as we're taking our pictures... Chewbacca and Ray walk past and like my kids were wanting to jump out of line, you know, in the picture thing to go chase the characters. So as soon as we were done taking the pictures, we like ran after and stalked Chewbacca for a half hour, um, trying to follow him to get him to stop and talk to us. Okay. So you really was, so you did photos, then you did star tours. Yes. It really was like a star Wars morning huh it was and actually you know what we squeezed in before we even did star tours was everybody was getting hungry and grumpy and my my five-year-old when five almost six-year-old when he gets hungry it's bad news too so we were (laughs) like okay we got to get this kid something to eat and or he is gonna break down and refuse to go on any rides the rest of the day so we um instead of eating in in galaxy's edge which the food is all kind of weird for children there like if it were just me and my husband and my mother-in-law, we would have stopped at everything. <laughs> and yeah, tried a no, yeah, no, you're right. Every yeah. Star Wars place. But we went to the Pizza Rizzo. Is that what it is? It's like right yep, outside yep. of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, um, Rizzo the Rat from Muppets. Yes. It's a pizza place. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually had packed our lunch, but we needed an air-conditioned place to go eat it. So we went into this pizza place. We got a couple drinks. Um, went to the upstairs and just took a break in the air real quick. Everybody was in a much better mood. So then we headed back to Star Tours, which was right And then there. you're ready to throw up on Star Tours. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, nobody got sick the whole trip. Mother-in-law did not go on Star Tours. Mother-in-law did I'm not guessing. go on Star Tours. Yeah, because yeah, that one will do it. She took the baby and they went and saw the Pixar parade while we were. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. What did the kids think of Star Tours? They liked it. They they really did. My seven-year-old really liked it. My five-year-old was like, um, 
he was still recovering, you know, from being hungry. So the food was still settling, but he, he said he liked it more than smugglers. That's what he told me. He said oh, he liked okay. it better when he didn't have to drive. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, it's a lot of responsibility. It is. It is. Yeah. You have uh, C-3PO driving for you in this case. So, <laughs> so we did that. And then we went to rise of the resistance, which personally was my favorite of the entire trip. And, I have to preface this by saying that uh, my husband and I are speech and drama teachers, so we <laughs> we um, we really get into the whole interactive experience thing. And okay. the cast members were really cool. Like they, when we got on, and you know, you get captured, and then the first order comes out, and they were like, "Get on!" You know, like they were. The really cast mean. members are really, really great. They are in the ride queue. <laughs> For this one, because the queue is still, it's part of like a show almost. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I get thing. really intimidated. I get like super awkward and intimidated. And I'm like, what do I say and do? I don't know. I'm like, just don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. We were just yeah, smiling they're... the entire time. We were so, we were like, oh, this is cool. And then when it opens and all of the stormtroopers are there, oh my gosh, that is the coolest part. <laughs> But that was that was my favorite experience of the trip and one of my favorite memories because my five-year-old was just shaking when we got on the pods and, you know, we were racing around. One of the members of the Resistance, she was so sweet. You know, the first nice cast member you run into on the ride. She comes over to him and she's like, you got this. Like, she stayed in total character, but like... She's like, we're going to save you. It's okay. You've got this, buddy. And and that kind of cheered him up. And then that's so he was scared on it. I mean, he, yeah. was, he was shaking, not throwing a fit scared, but just like you could tell he was really intimidated by this. And the scene where um, the, the part of it where Kylo Ren's lightsaber comes through the ceiling, uh-huh. um, Oliver looked up at me and I could hear him scream through his soundproof headphones. Mom, oh. the Disney magic will protect us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which became kind of the theme of our trip after that. The Disney magic will protect us. You are going to be saying that line for years. You are going to be repeating that <laughs> at his wedding. That will come back to haunt him for the rest of his life. And I love it. It was I'm adorable. here for it. That's so cute. <laughs> but we got off that ride and my husband and I both looked at each other. And we were like, that was awesome. Okay, so the the eight-year-old or almost eight-year-old was scared on the Harry Potter ride. Was he scared on this one? I, I, think I feel he like was, it's kind of a similar level of scary. Yeah, he was a little intimidated on it, I think, but he was being brave for his brother. It was like, okay. we were all nervous about how Oliver was going to react on it. And so Elliot was being brave. Got He had so, to be the big brother. Yeah. Gotcha. So overall, then everybody loved it. Totally worth fifteen dollars a person. No, Whereas, so it was fifteen is what you ended up paying per person? A person for that. Okay, one. yeah. Okay, well, you know what saved you probably an hour minimum oh, in yeah. line. So, oh yeah, the crowds were <laughs> your big time is valuable. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what did what did you guys do after this? So we got off of the ride right at twelve thirty. So it was time to book our next lightning lane, and we did the double one again. And the since we had rope dropped Toy Story Mania, there was still some times left in the afternoon for that one. And the boys just loved that ride so much. And it's like really the only ride at Hollywood Studios my mother-in-law can go on. <laughs> so um, so we booked that one, even though we'd already ridden it. We had rope dropped it. So, you know, we could still lightning lane it. So we got that one. And then we did a lightning lane to meet Olaf, which we didn't really need to do because by the time we got there, the line was so short anyway. But we had a reserve time. So, 
you know. Yeah, you never know with the meet and greets how those lines are going to be. After that was over, it was very, very hot. So we went back to Hollywood Boulevard and my mother-in-law, we had met back up with her and she said, hey, would everybody like some frozen lemonades? And we're like, yes. So she bought us all frozen lemonades and we all sat on the ground under an umbrella. It was like one shady spot on a curb. And I fed my daughter sitting on the curb and everybody ate frozen lemonades. And then we saw Chippendale over on the distance, like um, they were behind this fence interacting with some guests. So my boys ran over there. And after that was over, we did our lightning lane for the aliens ride. Then we went to Olaf during the Olaf one. First of all, there's still pictures in a box there. There's no photographer. Yeah, no cast members taking photos. It's like an automated box taking the photos, which is not nearly as as good yeah. as the cast member. So we took a lot of pictures on our phone of that one, too. So after that, the boys wanted to watch the Pixar motorcade. So we went down Hollywood Boulevard and we, while we were waiting, they bought some just cheap lightsabers, like not your husband's kind of lightsaber. They're not spending $150 on just the hilt plus another 40 for a blade. Okay. (laughs) No, no. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. (laughs) The $16 ones from the Star Wars store. And they played with those while they were waiting for the parade. And I would suggest to anybody that goes If you're even close to an anniversary or a birthday, get the birthday buttons and the anniversary buttons and the first trip buttons because my son's birthdays, my my five-year-old turns six on July 1st and my seven-year-old turns eight on July 14th. And so even though we were there in late June, you know, like we stretched it, we're like, we'll get him the happy birthday buttons. Oh, yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. They got so much attention for them. Like during the Pixar parades, there were like four of the Pixar characters that came over to them and like interacted with them during. So that was totally worth it. And they're free. And so. All right. So you cooled off with some lemonade. You watched the parade. Um, Oh, do you know about what time it is at this point? Yes, it was 2.30 because so the Pixar parade was at 2.50. And while we were waiting for it, we booked another double lightning lane. Um, we decided to see some shows because we had ridden almost everything we wanted to ride and it was hot and we knew we needed to stick it out until, um, my, my son Oliver had droid building at 450. Since we had taken Elliot to, uh, Universal, Oliver's special thing was going to be building a droid. All right. So one kid's priority was a wand. The other one, his priority was the droid. Yes. So, um... At 2.30, we booked a double lightning lane for Frozen and Indiana Jones. We didn't really need either of them. The shows, you don't really need them. <laughs> there was nothing else we needed. So uh, so we, um, we're, we were all able to go to the Frozen show together before his droid building. So we all went in there and... My, I fed my daughter in the middle of the show, which was funny because she's at that age where she's like snapping her head, you know, to turn and watch things around oh. her so she she was like kind of half eating half watching she's like a... hold on something's happening <laughs> yes <laughs> but um so that was nice to be able to get an air conditioning and do that my uh, my five-year-old fell asleep in the middle of the show and we have a picture an adorable picture of him sleeping on his lightsaber like it's a pillow 
Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> do, do your boys like Frozen? Are they interested in Frozen they at all? Are. They like, both of them like Frozen. They were both really hoping that Sven would come out, uh, but unfortunately the reindeer never appears. That would make that show perfect. Would. You know what? I'm with them. <laughs> I am 100% with them on that. We actually, so I've seen that show before. We went last time in 2019, we went there, but for some reason this time we were all sitting there and you know, my my kids had all just woken up and they were watching it and it's the end of the show and the snow's coming down and I am like crying. I'm like, why am I crying? This is so ridiculous. And I look over at my mother-in-law and she's trying to wipe away her tears and we see each other and just start hysterically laughing. We're like, why? Like, it's just so hot. And we had woken up so early. We had driven through the night, you know, like we were all just exhausted. And so Thankfully, that was coming out in the form of happy tears and not all that's, screaming at each other. You're breastfeeding. <laughs> One of the kids is sleeping. Yes. That's... And then I, we look you two over are crying. and my husband was like, why am I getting emotional at this? And then it was even a bigger <laughs> laugh. And so that was a nice moment watching the Frozen show. I, you know what? That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Um, so then while my... Son Oliver went to build his droid with his dad. The rest of us went to the Indiana Jones show. So um, Oliver had a great time building his droid. He he wanted to match it perfectly to R2-D2, but they didn't oh, okay. have blue legs for the taller R2-D2 body. So he ended up getting red ones. Was it that they don't make blue legs or they just didn't have them on the on the conveyor belt I with all the parts? sure. Because I built one forever ago and I... I wanted to do, I think I wanted to do all black. I can't remember, but I had to like ask somebody, I'd be like, Hey, I need this piece in this color. And they did eventually find it for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, but I mean, obviously if they don't have that color, they can't do that, but you know, just when in doubt ask, okay. I guess. That's good advice. I, I, my husband went and did it with them and he didn't seem too broken up about it. He was yeah, I mean, he's still getting a cool droid. So. <laughs> and now his is a little yeah. different. All right, what did you guys think of Indiana Jones? I had never seen it before, and it was really cool. Oh, it is basically unchanged from, like, when I was a kid. I, <laughs> I don't know how. Things I love about it. This was my third time at Disney World, and um, so we don't go all the time. You know, we went on our honeymoon, and then we went when the boys were little, and now this is our third trip. And I had never seen it, and I don't know how I've never seen it, but it was cute. Yeah, that's that show to me represents like what Hollywood Studios was back when it was like we do like the lot tour and we do it's like here's what you know Hollywood like quote unquote Hollywood like we're gonna show you behind the scenes stunts and so I I love that show because it still represents like what that park originally was and I love that it's mostly unchanged. Yes, it's a it's a fun show. It is fun and like I said, being a speech drama people. It was fun to see behind the scenes. and Oh, totally. All right. So after um, droid building and Indiana Jones, what are your plans then? We went back to do our lightning lane for Toy Story Mania, which we did need because by that point, that line was really long. And so we jumped in line for that, got in and out really quickly. Uh, my husband decided to take the baby in the stroller and not go on that ride with us. And instead he went, um, the boys were wanting the souvenir um, they were wanting that light up slinky dog. Um, so he went to buy light up slinky and figure out our Olaf pictures while we rode Toy Story Mania. And then we all met at the entrance and rode the Skyliner back. And so this was maybe around 
dinner? Yeah, our Toy Story Mania was for 5.20 and we probably were off it by 5.30. We were probably leaving the park by like 5.45. Okay, so what were your dinner plans then? We ordered pizza from our resort. Okay, so um, a fairly early night then for everybody. Well, it actually didn't end up being one because the boys were so obsessed with the pool that they were like, can we please go back to the pool? And so we, (laughs) after we ate pizza... We went out to the pool, but it was like 8.30 by the time we got out there. And they were like, can we swim all night? And we were like, really, boys, this is the only night that you probably can. Because the next morning was our only morning that wasn't an early morning. So you're like, party on? We were like, party on. Actually, my husband and I got a beer. And we just sat out and watched them swim. And we were like, okay, you can stay until they close us down. And then they closed us down at Thank God they closed us down for a storm at 945. So we didn't have to stay out there till 11 o'clock. Were you at the big pool or were you at the car's pool? We were at the big one. And it and it was a blessing because we were like, oh, see, they're closing down now. And they were like, oh, okay. And it was 945. <laughs> so then we got time to, to go. Yeah, time to go. Sorry, guys. So then we went back and everybody but me got to sleep in the next morning, which I'll explain. Typical, right? <laughs> Typical. Typical. My husband and I like to joke, we go, oh, mother's work is never done. No, it's not. Especially <laughs> when you're the travel planner of the group. Yes. Yep. Yep. I feel that pain. All right. So the next day is June 15th. Yes. So here's what happens. It's a weird, glitchy thing in the system. So when I originally booked this trip, I booked, you know, five nights at Art of Animation with two park ticket Disney days and for our whole group. Well, a few weeks before our trip, my husband says, hey, you know, it's our 10-year an- anniversary, our 10-year wedding anniversary on this trip, and we have nothing planned for me and you. Like, we don't have, you know, a special night or anything with just the two of us. What if we went to Epcot on Wednesday night? Oh, that sounds lovely. That sounds so nice. So I tried calling, and it was the end of the school year, and it was just chaotic. And so I got online one day, and I was like, I got to book these Epcot tickets before we run out of before they run out of park reservations for Epcot. So I just did a like one day ticket for me and him at Epcot through the app. Like I just went on and booked a one day ticket and then reserved Epcot. So with now, I don't know. It probably depends on how you purchased your tickets. But if you purchased standalone tickets, you can actually change them in my Disney experience. If you go under your account and then if you look like my tickets, It'll give you an option because I actually had to do this recently with one of our trips where I had to change up um, everybody's tickets. You can there like change them to hoppers. You can add or, you know, change the number of days on there. I don't know if you bought them through a package. I'm not sure that you would be able to do that. But if you bought the tickets, you know, like standalone, like you either bought them alone through Mm -hmm. Disney or through like undercover tourist or something and then put them in your account, you can change the tickets. Okay. Well, that's my Disney experience. good to know. I mean, I know this doesn't help you now. So, but. <laughs> so what ended up happening was um, I was going to wake up that morning by Genie Plus for my husband and, and my uh, Epcot day and then start, you know, reserving and stacking for us for the evening. And when I got up, it would not let me add Genie Plus to our tickets. It, and it wasn't a it wasn't telling me you already have it. It was saying error loading page. And I was freaking out because it was 6.30 and, you know, you're supposed to start reserving them at 7 and we really wanted to do Remy and Guardians, which I knew were going to go fast. So I was like, ah, 
this is not working. So I, I threw on like regular clothes as regular as I had laying around. I probably look like a bum and I sprinted down to the front desk. And so it's like 6:45 by the time I get down there and I explain the problem to this lady. And so she gets on the phone and she's trying to fix it for me, but it's not working on her end. And then seven o'clock happens. And I'm like, I wonder what would happen if I just tried to book these. And so I tried to book it and it let me. But we had not purchased Genie Plus for that day. So what was happening is the system, the My Disney Experience system, was assuming that my husband and I were using, you know, we had purchased two days worth of Genie Plus with our package. It was assuming we were using that Genie Plus on that Wednesday. and But we still had one day left of our six-person tickets on Thursday. Oh, and I should say, so you purchased Genie Plus in advance, which you can no longer do, yeah, but I assume that's what you had done. We purchased Genie Plus in advance for our package with our two-part okay, tickets. Yes. And then by the time that I purchased our our Epcot date night tickets, you could no longer add Genie Plus. Yeah, you now you can't purchase it in advance. But at, at the time when you booked everything, that's what you... Okay, so the system is like, oh yeah, you have Genie Plus, and so it's not looking at your one separate park ticket... It's looking at your package is what happened. Gotcha. The lady at the front desk says to me, she goes, I do not have the power to do this on my end. But when you go to Epcot tonight, stop by guest relations and make sure that you have Genie Plus for your whole family tomorrow. Because I think what's going to happen is you're going to go to reserve your first lightning lane tomorrow. And it's going to tell you only your mother-in-law and children can reserve it because you've already Mm. used it for you and your husband. Okay. And I'm like, so that's a, a fun start to your morning. Yes. So um, thankfully, it still was letting me reserve stuff for us for that evening. So we were stacking all day long and we ended up getting five rides for the evening, which was really cool. Um, and then we left um, our hotel around 1030 that day to drive to go to Sanaa. Okay. And this, like looking at the notes you sent me, we had reservations at Sanat the exact same time. And I didn't catch this before I left for the trip. Like after we had met, I went back and looked through the email you sent me and I'm like, yep, sure enough. It says Sanat reservations, 1135, which I had the exact same uh, lunch reservation time. So other than me being hysterical and yelling at you, well, um, you didn't yell at me. You, you it, fe- it definitely felt. I was like my car keys. It definitely <laughs> felt like it. And then she, you walked away, and I was like, well, she thinks I'm insane. But uh, yeah, other than you looking fabulous and you know being all dressed up, and I absolutely love the up dress you were wearing. Thank you. And you sent me photos, so I'll post those Thank as you. well because you looked, you looked adorable. You really, really did. How was Sanaa? It was really good. We had the bread sampler and we just enjoyed. And and you know, the great thing about it was when I went on my honeymoon with my husband, we got the dining package and ate ourselves so stuffed to the brim (laughs) that we could barely move. And Sanaa, I I didn't do that. We got the bread sampler and then everybody got, you know, their own thing. But I did the salad sampler as my meal. So I just had bread and dips and salad and it was wonderful. When we were there, I think we just ordered like two or three of the bread service. I think that's all. I don't think we ordered anything else. We were like, just bring all of the bread. Yes. Bread, 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 and more bread. It's totally (laughs) worth it. And the kids liked the bread. They didn't really like the sauces, but they they liked the bread. And so it 
it was great for everybody. And every time an animal walked past, my five-year-old was like, I got to get a selfie with this, with this animal. So he kept stealing my That's phone. That's so cute. Trying to go to the window and get a selfie. And yeah. Did you guys get a chance to walk around outside at all to like get a closer look at the animals? We did. We got there early, actually. We, um, so we left our hotel at like 1030. And so we got there plenty before our reservation at 1130 and we got to walk around and look at everything and and take a bunch of pictures outside and the the boys played at the arcade a little bit in the hotel because we had time to see the animals and take pictures and then we still had 15 minutes till our reservation and we just happened to walk past this little arcade in the hallway and the boys were like can we spend the rest of our card that grandma bought us so we're like yeah sure so they played in the arcade for 15 minutes while we were waiting for our table you know it never really occurred to me that the arcade cards would work at any of the resorts but like obviously they do yeah i didn't know if they would either and then they worked right away so we ate and then we stacked lightning lanes the whole day we this was the only day that the double lightning lanes wasn't really working for us it just kept screwing up for the same reasons you talked about on your podcast of like my husband had to click all of the people first and I didn't yeah like yeah it's weird how the app will suddenly look different and typically your whole group is pre-selected yes and then suddenly they aren't on one of them like on his app versus mine it's a strange glitch did you get it to work at all on on when it looked different we did on our magic kingdom day we got some double lightning lanes but honestly even though it wasn't working for us um with our epcot stacking it didn't matter because there's not enough rides that we wanted to do there that we needed to double stack so by the time we the only thing test track wasn't ever available because we wanted to do remy so we grabbed remy first thing and then by the next two hour booking test track wasn't available and and Dave really wanted to do that. We had never done that ride before. So going in to Epcot, we had Lightning Lane stacked for Remy, for Frozen, for Soren, and then we had an individual Lightning Lane for Guardians. So we get on the Skyliner around like 2 o'clock to go on our date. And really cute. We, we get on the Skyliner and we got one by ourselves because it's the middle of the day and no one was really riding it. And my husband opened up this box and he had bought me the up necklace, like the crystal up necklace to match my dress. So that was super sweet. Oh my gosh. I love that. And he had bought it on our first Disney Springs day and I had not even noticed. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really. So going to Disney Springs ended up being worth it after all. It ended up being worth it after all. Because he was able to get you an amazing little surprise that matched your beautiful dress. And I had the, I had bought the ears that day too at our first Disney Springs day. I had found the up ears because I couldn't, because I couldn't find the earrings. I wanted earrings and I couldn't find them anywhere. So I bought the ears and then he ended up buying me the necklace. So then I had the full ensemble. You really, you looked so adorable. You did. I'm not just saying that. You looked super cute. It was, it was cute for a date night. I did like going to Sanai felt a little ridiculous wearing the ears. So I took them off after a little while. I was like, I look like really intensely. No. Oh no, you did. You didn't. You did. You just proudly wear the ears. You're at Disney. 
Like it's, you can get away with it there. You can get away with a lot there. You can. So, I wore them our whole day. Yeah. I ended up cotton, you know, I felt comfortable. Yeah. If you like it, just do it. Just do it. No one's judging. I promise. Well, that's good. <laughs> So, all right. So you get to Epcot. Where are you guys going first? Very first, we stop by guest relations to figure out this genie plus problem. And all right. So first we have a little bit of homework and then, and I will tell you, oh my gosh, I did a cast compliment. There were these two cast members. Their names were David and Ashley at guest relations and they were amazing. They were amazing. They, so not only did they figure it out and they just ended up like combining our tickets and making mine and Dave's a three-day ticket instead of a separate one-day ticket. Um, So they fixed that whole glitch. And then they gave us Genie Plus for free for the next day. So so we got $30 like just given to us. And then they gave us an anytime test track fast pass. Oh, so the one ride you couldn't get. The one ride you couldn't get on because David mentioned it. He was still trying to book it as we were standing there in guest relations and he kept being like, ah, ah, you know, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) I love it. Yeah, no, I know that feeling. My husband who did no homework for the trip at all suddenly is super into trying to reserve lightning lanes. Like it was a, it was a competition when we got there. Yeah, no, I I also get that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, with them giving you the, um, the genie plus for the next day that essentially paid for your guardians yep. ride yep. that we were definitely pixie dusted. I gave him a cast compliment. They were amazing. I just super highlight of the trip was getting that all fixed. Cause I was so worried about that. It was going to screw up our magic kingdom day. How long did it take for them to, to fix everything? We were, we walked right in, there was no line. And then we were probably in there for 20 minutes. They had to fiddle around with some things, but it was great conversation and we didn't have kids with us. So we could have stayed in there another hour and it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> that makes everything way easier. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. So you got everything settled. Everything's fixed. Now it's time to actually start the for real date night in Epcot. So what are you guys doing? So we first did test track because it was any time and all of our other ones were for a little later. So we did test track, which it was fun, but we were also like, oh, wow, if we'd have done that before, we probably wouldn't have been so like into having to get a lightning lane for that. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it wasn't that we were disappointed. We were just like, oh, that wasn't quite um, the thrill ride we were thinking it was going to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we came out of test track, still had a little while for our other lightning lanes. So we um, we got a margarita and went on the three caballeros ride. <laughs> My uh, little sister, that was her favorite movie growing up, which was bizarre because whose favorite movie is the three caballeros? So anytime I go on that, I just laugh. We found the one person. We found her. That's it. Yeah. So I always have to take pictures and videos and send them to her because she finishes the song, you know, back in her text to me. So so we did three caballeros, got some drinks. We, We did frozen drinks. So we did like the margarita from Mexico and then the citron slushies from France. And Oh, those are good. Yeah. The margarita is definitely a better value. You get more. It's like they give a big, it's a fairly large margarita for Disney, you know, standards. Um, and then the citron slushy is so good. It's just only like a fourth of what you get in the margarita. <laughs> Because they give it to you in like a little champagne flute. And then we, after we were nice and liquored up, we did so, we did <laughs> Soren. We did Soren, okay. which is so much fun to go on um, when you're liquored up. So <laughs> that was fun. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't. Know. <laughs> That's the story I'm sticking All with. All right. 
and right. um, you can't prove otherwise. <laughs> So we did, we did that. It was really fun. And that's just such a classic ride. We're, so we're starting to work through our lightning lanes yep. and we're starting to work through drinking around yes, the world. Yes. And we actually, we actually slowed way down on the drinks after our first two frozen drinks. You know, they hit, they hit well and good. And we were like, okay, we probably don't need to drink <laughs> at every country, but we went to guardians and while we were in line, it broke down and we were like, no, but it came back up within like 20 minutes. We were probably, we sat in line for about 20 minutes and it was in the air conditioning. So whatever. And then we got back up, walked onto it and oh my gosh, what a cool ride. Right? It's so much fun. So great. It is so much fun. I, I will definitely go on that every time. Okay. Uh, so what was After Guardians? Uh, Remy was After Guardians and we both love the movie Ratatouille. It was a cute ride. Obviously, nothing compared to Guardians. When you get off that ride, you're like, wow, that was really, really cool. And then Remy was cute, I should say. It was a cute ride. I think our boys would have liked Remy. And then, oh, <laughs> our last fast path or our last lightning lane was for Frozen, which we discovered is Norway and France are on exact opposite sides of World Showcase. Like they couldn't get further apart. So we tracked it all the way over to Norway. Yeah, another death march. Yes. Back over got a to the other side. Got a pretzel on the way. Some sustenance for your long walk. And then by the time we got off of that, it was time to start trying to find a spot for Harmonious. We wanted to watch the show, but we also knew that everyone and their mother was going to be headed back to the Skyliner right after the show was over. And we didn't want to make my mother-in-law watch the children until midnight. So we we knew that we wanted to like leave with five minutes left in the show to grab the Skyliner. So we held a spot right outside the Skyliner bridge and we couldn't really see the show very well. And then it filled up really fast. My I I really wanted a Mickey ice cream bar. So my husband ran to get me one with like 10 minutes to go till the show started and then couldn't get back to me. Like it, it was he came running back at the like the show had already started and he came running back and was like, I couldn't find a Mickey ice cream bar anywhere, but here, and he handed me another like alcoholic beverage. And I was like, Oh gosh, I don't know if I can drink this. It was like a whiskey lemonade or something. So Ooh. yeah, intense for the last drink of the night. So right. I took like two sips out of that, like $16 drink. And then we both looked at each other and we're like, this is a really bad spot for the, this show. Let's just go. And we can watch the fireworks from the Skyliner. So we went to the Skyliner and they were like, um, you guys can't bring those drinks on here. <laughs> so so I was like, do I chug? Yeah, do I chug this whiskey? Or, or... do I just throw out this $16 drink? And I chose the right option. I threw out the $16 drink. Uh, I, that would be a tough one for me because <laughs> I don't want to chug a drink with whiskey. No. In it, but I also... I'm super cheap and I'm like, no. that was $16 and I'm getting my money's worth. So, so I would have struggled with that one. The only, the thing that made me make that decision was we had our magic kingdom day the next day and it was going to be an early morning. And I was like, I don't need to be, I don't need a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. First thing exactly. at magic kingdom. No, I understand. All right. So were you able to see anything from the Skyliner? We were. We saw, we could see the fireworks of the, from the show on the way back. And it was really cool. And we were with some really funny, um, intoxicated people <laughs> on the way home. And, and that's Epcot. Yes. It was fun actually though. They were there. There were these two women that were staying in pop century 
And it was also their anniversary. We rode the Skyliner back with them. And then it was this poor British couple that was very quiet. <laughs> and <laughs> us and the, They're like, oh the, boy. The other couple were just going on and on and on and talking, talking. And this couple was like, get us off of the Skyliner <laughs> right now. So you made it back. You relieved grandma of her duties. Yes. Got into bed. Yes. Next day is Magic Kingdom. You want to be up and early. You watched my stories. Yes. You saw the nightmare that was the bus yes, for me did. for Magic Kingdom. So tell me about your morning for Magic Kingdom. Early entry was at 8.30. I said I wanted to. I saw that you had gotten out there at 7.40 for your bus time. And I so I was like, well, let's try for 7.15. We got out to the bus line by 7.15. And it was long. We had to go through probably three or four buses before we fit on a bus. It wasn't anything compared to your line and the pictures I saw, but it was, they had opened up both the queue for our bus and then the queue for the next door bus. Um, it was such a long line. We did get there before early entry, but it, it took a good hour. So we got to Magic Kingdom at about 8.10, I would say, maybe 8.15-ish. Enough time that we were able to stand in line for a picture with the castle and then go to the rope drop line. Okay, so then what were your priorities then for rope dropping? And did you grab lightning lanes? We did. Um, right before we left our hotel room, we grabbed an individual lightning lane for Seven Dwarves. Um, and then we grabbed a double lightning lane for Splash Mountain. That is a big one in our family. And I know it's closing or, you know, getting refurbished. And we love Splash Mountain. <laughs> So that that was a priority for our trip. So we grabbed that one and it gave us a return time of like 11.50 to 12.50. Then I had been watching and I really wanted to get a picture of my daughter with Cinderella. And that lightning lane actually goes fast. It does. That surprised me. But I don't know. Maybe it's because character meets have been gone. I don't know. But that one does disappear quickly. And so I knew no one from my party would want to stand in line for that. So I was like, could we make that if the double booking is working, could we make that one of the double bookers? You know, yeah. um, I get Cinderella, you get Splash Mountain. So we did it and it worked. So we got Cinderella return time for 1110, which I mean, I booked at seven o'clock. So already seconds after seven o'clock, Cinderella was already at 1110. Yeah, just those few seconds of you grabbing seven dwarves, those times that already pushed out to 11 or past 11. Crazy. It's crazy. It is. Since you're there for early entry, what are you guys rope dropping? So we decided to kind of let the children lead this day because, you know, we had for Universal and Hollywood Studios, we had priorities and we were like, we want to do this and we want to do this. And so for... Magic Kingdom, there's just so many kid-friendly rides that we were like, let's let the kids pick. What do they want to do? So we had originally thought that our children would like roller coasters more than they ended up liking on this trip. So we were going to do Space Mountain. But both of them were like, we would rather do Buzz. Okay. You <laughs> so, know what? That's a fun ride. So, so. we dropped Buzz. and. Then we got out of Buzz, and I had really wanted to see the welcome show because it's just so magical when they open the park at 9 o'clock <laughs> and they do the welcome show. But we mm -hmm. got stuck in the line to Tomorrowland Speedway because they only had one lane of cars going, and the boys love driving that ride. That is, like, the most ridiculous ride. It's so I, ridiculous. It's so like, I can't for the life of me steer those cars. And so I just end up laughing the whole time, like, as I'm bumping, like, 
the like the rail yes. that they have just bump 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 so yeah slow and the fumes yes. I, I think the only time i got sick the entire trip was from the fumes at tomorrowland <laughs> speedway so dumb um so you're stuck it over at tomorrowland speedway yes <laughs> did you get to see the welcome show at all i we didn't and my husband was so sweet he was like i will stay in line with the boys you go watch the show because they don't care about the show and i was like I'm fine. I have gotten to do everything I've wanted to do on this trip. I will I will stay in line and ride the cars with so one of our boys doesn't have to ride by himself. The boys loved that ride and I have a good memory on it because as we were getting on the ride, you know, they say don't bump the people in front of you. We were coming around the back part and I was behind my husband and my 5-year-old and my my 8-year-old rule follower and me were sitting next to each other and I started bumping my husband's car <laughs> and my <laughs> Elliot looks at me and he goes, mom, that is against the rules. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? And I was like, oh, okay. Sorry, buddy. That's so we have a picture. My husband right at that moment turned and took a picture of us. And so they have this picture of me like making this ridiculous face and Elliot chewing me out. So. He's backseat driving. Don't backseat drive. <laughs> so that was cute. We did that, and then we went to our individual lightning lane for Seven Dwarves because we could get on that at 9.55. That that was uh, just the right roller coaster for a five, six, seven, eight-year-old. <laughs> then when we got off of that one, my daughter was asleep in the stroller, and our plan was to all go stand in line for Haunted Mansion because the wait time was only like 25, 30 minutes. Isla was sleeping, and I didn't want to wake her up, so I told the, again, my mother-in-law could go on that ride. So I said, you guys go. So they went on Haunted Mansion, and I took Isla into some air-conditioned shops with the stroller, just weaving around. And I come past um, this tiny little photo shoot in Sir Mickey's that there's just this lone photographer standing there, like, with nothing to do, with all these backdrops and stuffed animals. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this a photo shoot with, like, Memory Maker? And she goes, yeah, do you want some pictures? So I may or may not have woken up my sleeping baby to take pictures. You know, I love that. I don't know why that isn't more widely promoted, that little photo studio they have in there. There's also one in Disney Springs. It's great. Yeah, it's just such a a fun, silly little thing to do. And if you have the photo package. It is. It was precious. It was so precious. She just woke up and smiled so big and then got pictures with these stuffed animals and oh, just precious. I'm so glad we did it. (laughs) So then after we met back up um, from Haunted Mansion slash the photo shoot, I love the Fill Our Magic show so much. And we got in line for that because it was a short wait. And right as they were about to open up the theater to let us all in, my daughter had pooped. (laughs) Of course. So... I was like, oh, this kills me. This is like the like one thing I wanted to go on here. So, but you know, I'm a mom too. So I took her and I decided that that would be a really good time while they were watching the show to go visit the baby center. They all go on Fill Our Magic and I take Isla to the baby center. I am an idiot and I had just been in Hollywood Studios. So I was thinking that the baby center was at the entrance of Magic Kingdom. So I walked, I elbowed my way with the stroller all the way down to oh, no. the entrance and then realized it was so you my walked right palace. Yeah, you walked right past, <laughs> walked it. Right past oh, it. Oh no. So not a big deal though. Turned around and went back and oh my gosh, what a cool room. Like they have a TV in there and 
a whole separate room with like eight changing tables and then a quiet room with like eight lazy boy chairs for like breastfeeding mothers. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Um, highly recommend for anyone breastfeeding a baby in Magic Kingdom or just not even breastfeeding, just taking care of a child. Just take a moment with your baby in there. Yeah. And they've got all sorts of stuff. If you forget stuff or need stuff. And the people in there, not just the workers who are also really cool, but like the people who go in there to sit at least when I was there, were so kind. And like, there were moms napping in there with their babies. And there were dads in there with their toddlers who had been thrown a fit. And like one random dad gave me a diaper because we ended up um, on our Magic Kingdom day. We went rope drop to close. We closed down Magic Kingdom. And by the end of the night, I had run out of diapers. And I didn't think I'd need, you know, 10 diapers. But I apparently thought we were going to go home for a break and then we didn't. So this dad gave me one of his diapers and like, they were just the nicest people in there. So highly recommend the baby center. That's great. All right. So you got to cool off, change her, do all that stuff. They watched Mickey's PhilharMagic. Yes. Did they meet? Because I mean, it's not a long show. Did they meet up with you at the baby center? What did you guys do? They did. So we had a few minutes before our Cinderella lightning lane, before we could get in line, because that was the next one we had. And so it's kind of a tradition, or we've made it a tradition now with our two trips with our kids, to buy them Mickey ears every time we go. Like a new set of Mickey ears. So we wanted their Mickey ears for their picture with Cinderella. So we knew that they had moved from the Chapeau store to the theater to where you usually meet Mickey at. So we met at that theater at the front of the park and let them pick out ears. Oliver picked out R2-D2 ears because he had just made an (laughs) R2-D2 droid. And Elliot picked out Spider-Man ears. They put those on and then we tried to pin trade on the way back to meet Cinderella. But the store we went into, like they, the guy pulled out like this, closed board that like had numbers on it and would only let the boys pick one number and if they didn't like it they had to like not have a pin I don't know it was weird it wasn't normal pin trading interesting I because I you know somebody had asked me before my trip about pin trading and that's not something that I personally do but I, I know like in the past cast members would have like a lanyard or something and with pins on it and you could go up and and just trade your pins, like look at what they had and yes. trade any pins that you wanted. And she was like, oh, I'm so glad we don't do that anymore. Because she's like, people would like get up in her space. But she's like, yeah, now they're just on a cork board. And so we were like looking at the cork board. And she was like, yeah, you just leave a pin, take a pin, was yeah. what she said. So that's interesting that that's not how it worked it, there. And it is how it worked in the rest of the parks. I think we just okay, we randomly hmm. came into the store that I can't even remember which store it was now. But the the guy was like, oh, this is how we pin trade at this store. Pick a number. And the boys both picked a number and Elliot liked his and Oliver didn't like his. So I was like, Oliver, you don't have to trade. Like, you know, you don't have yeah. to give up one of your pins for one you don't like. So he's like, okay, I don't want to do this. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Oh. <laughs> so Elliot took his pin and traded one and Oliver didn't. And it was fine. We ended up getting one for him later. But I'd like for them to at least pin trade once so that they have a pin from each trip. You know, yeah, like yeah. Their, their pin they got on that trip. So we went on, uh, we, we went to Cinderella, met Cinderella. She was very good. But you know who was even better was um, Princess Elena. Um, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, the woman playing her was so good. 
Like I've had similar experience with her. She like tells the best stories and she's like, you're going to be like, you're going to do all these amazing things. And yeah, like she's, I don't know if she's just like a, I'm not super familiar with the show. I've seen it, but like, I don't, she's like a super talkative character. Yes, And I, I have never seen the show either. I hope I get to watch it now with having a daughter because my sons were not interested in princesses at all. So, um, I maybe she'll like it and I'll get to watch it, but I I didn't even really know Elena at all as a character, and then we walked in and she was so good. It was just a really cool experience. Yeah, I guess like I've I've only seen the show a couple of times, but I guess compared to Cinderella, Cinderella really just doesn't do a ton of talking in general, like in the movies. She so, doesn't. <laughs> yeah, where Elena's more like she's out on adventures and she's like a she's supposed to be like a powerful girl and. You know, so I guess that's she just has more to talk about. I guess. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. We we yeah. it was a good meet and greet with each of them. And then um, my one thing in Magic Kingdom, other than my picture, of my daughter was Cinderella. So I guess my second thing um, was we have never gotten to see the Festival of Fantasy Parade. Every time we've gone, it's been rained out. So I was like, we are doing Festival Fantasy. I know it's been cut down a little bit and it's not exactly what it used to be, but I didn't care. I was like, we are, we are seeing this parade. So I know it plays twice a day. So I was like, we are going to wait for the 12 o'clock show. And if it gets rained out, we're going to wait for the three o'clock show. (laughs) We are seeing this parade. (laughs) Okay. Did you make the 12 o'clock? We made the 12 o'clock. So we got out of line with Cinder. Well, we left the Cinderella thing after getting pictures um, also, no photo pass photographers in the princess stations. Weird, huh? That's oh, yeah, that is weird. Like, was it, were there boxes? Nothing? No, nothing. There was nothing. Hmm. So hmm. I took pictures with my phone, which was fine, whatever. But yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of disappointing because that there used to be photo pass. And if you've got the photo package, yeah. like you want to get the, the use out of it. I know. I was disappointed in that, but. Uh, my my daughter smiled and Cinderella smiled and I got a cute picture of them with my phone, which I was like, man, I really wanted PhotoPass photographers to be there. So um, we did my favorite spot to sit and wait for Festival Fantasy because I've now waited for the parade three times, but only gotten to see it <laughs> once um, is right outside of the Yield Christmas shop um, because you can go you can sit literally in the doorway of the Yield Christmas shop and get the air conditioning and oh, it's get that spot breeze. for the show. So yeah. <laughs> so that's where we stand like every time we've waited All for right, the so you're over in Liberty Square rather than Main Street. Yes. to catch it. Yes. So smart in front of that open shop door, get that AC breeze, which is the best feeling in the world. It it is. And it's right across from Sleepy Hollow. So like my husband ran and got snacks for everybody. We stood in the air-conditioned doorway. It wasn't in the shade was the only thing. The time of day we watched it, it was not shady. I think if you would have watched it at the 3 o'clock show, you might have gotten some shade. But mm-hmm. it was not at that point. So we um, got snacks. We went in the ornament shop and shopped around. And then Oliver got to trade a pin there. They had a normal board. Oh, good. That was good. good. So he found a pin he wanted. Found a pin and he traded. wanted. Good, good, good. Um, watch the Festival of Fantasy Parade. The, was it worth it? It was worth after it. After all of this it was trouble. Worth okay, it. good. Worth it. <laughs> and with the boys with their buttons, they got attention again from, you know, the characters. And they were yelling as the characters came by. They were, like, shouting, here they come. Here's their, like, here's Pinocchio. Here, You know, so totally worth it if you have little kids or if you're a kid at heart. What was after the parade? Um, it was finally time for our Splash Mountain, Lightning Lane. And... 
So we walked down to Splash Mountain, and that's another one that my mother-in-law also really enjoys. So we were going to do Rider Switch because somebody had to stay with the baby. We get there, and all of a sudden, Oliver just, my my five-year-old, has this breakdown. Like, like he had not broken down the entire trip. And he's like, I don't want to get wet. Just like sobbing. So, you know, we had decided we weren't going to make this day about us. So we were like, that's fine. And I said, why don't I have to feed Isla anyway? Why don't I take Oliver and Isla and I will go find air conditioning. You guys ride the ride and then we can do rider switch and I'll go back and ride with Elliot. We went to the people at the front and told them our plan and they said, great. They they had to scan Elliot's band. My mother-in-law, my husband, Elliot, go on the ride. And I could not find air conditioning in Frontierland. <laughs> like it doesn't exist. <laughs> Oh. Like we walked around and around. Somebody pointed me toward Pecos Bills and I had a map like on my phone in my hand. And for some reason, I, I, I don't know, heat had gotten to me and I had two screaming children and I was like, someone get me to air conditioning. Yes. Yeah, suddenly like direction means nothing anymore. Yes. And you're just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I found this quick service restaurant. I can't even tell you what it's called. I shoved my double stroller through the door that it shouldn't have fit through. Sorry if someone from Kingdom Strollers is listening to this podcast. Um, (laughs) I shoved my stroller through and everyone's like looking at me like, what is this crazy woman doing? And found this abandoned corner that no one was sitting at. And I sat on the floor and took the kids out of the stroller and I breastfed Isla and I gave Oliver a drink and we just sat on the cold floor. And that was like, that was the only moment at Magic Kingdom where it like was too much. Did that help though? It like helped. getting it okay. We okay. recovered. Baby quit screaming because she had been fed, and my she ate. Yeah, my six five year old six year old calmed down because finally was convinced he didn't have to ride the water ride. Which I don't. Isn't know. that funny? You tell them like we're not making you, and they're still convinced yeah. that you're like gonna <laughs> trick them and like just kidding and throw them on the ride. <laughs> Like, I swear that's not what's happening here. I also, he, like I said, gets really hangry. So we did rider switch and I mobile ordered lunch and then went and switched the kids and everybody else went and got the lunch and picked it up at Pinocchio's while I rider switched with Elliot. That were yeah. So the timing on all of that worked out. Yes. So we were, we were sitting upstairs. It was really nice. We ate lunch and then Oliver was like, I really want to go back to the hotel. Elliot was like, no, we have so much left to do here. I don't want to go home. So we split. And I think my mother-in-law could have used a break too at that point. It was just so hot. So she took just Oliver because I, Dave was like, well, let's, he's like me and you and Elliot can stay and my mom can take the kids back. I was like, I don't think I can do that to your mother again to make her try to manage the stroller and two children on a bus by herself. It's a lot. It is. Even with another adult, especially a double stroller. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to fold it up and then she still has to hold the baby. Yes. It's impossible. Like you can't do it yourself. (laughs) You at least. Yeah. You have to like hope that somebody will help you. Exactly. So I said, well, I'll just keep Isla with us. I I was like, she's fine. She's she's been stroller napping. And as long as we take a little air condition break, she's been absolutely fine. We had a stroller fan. She's fine. So I said, I'll keep Isla. You can do some rides with Elliot and I can ride the ones that she can ride. And then grandma can go back with all of them to the hotel. So we split and we went three different directions. So 
<laughs> um, we also um, did our next lightning lane while we were at lunch for Small World and Pirates. Now, can I ask, because two adults now, or not two adults, two ticket holders mm-hmm. have left and they also had Genie Plus, mm-hmm. were you using their Genie Plus for you guys? We did do that a couple times too. So I did not mention that while we were waiting for the parade, we booked Big Thunder and Peter Pan. So now we had, we had Big Thunder, Peter Pan, Small World, and Pirates all ready for us. So we didn't really need to use theirs because we had four rides, like, stacked and waiting for us to use while they were gone. So, but we did end up utilizing it. Dave took Elliot and went to Adventureland and Frontierland and all of that. And I took Isla back to do the baby place and then some air conditioning and... When they rode Big Thunder Mountain, Elliot said, I want to go on that again. So they rode on it with Mary Jean and Oliver's lightning lanes. Okay. We had taken their cards. So we had we had magic bands and cards. We used our magic bands from our 2019 trip. So they had their magic bands to open the hotel and we grabbed their cards to use on the rides. And I think that's a great way to do it, too, if you want to re-ride something. Because yes. you can't re-ride with Genie Plus. Yes. So if you've got somebody else's who's going back for a break, that's an opportunity to re-ride. You know, you don't usually get to tell a kid at Disney World when they're like, I want to do that again. You don't normally get to do it. <laughs> so yeah, that was yeah. cool. You were able to grab a whole bunch of stuff. We did. We grabbed a whole bunch of stuff. And then while we were eating lunch and waiting for the parade and everything, you know, they, the times approached. Dave took Elliot to Big Thunder, and then they got to do Tom Sawyer Island, which I've never done before, but Elliot really liked that. They did, like, the the boat there, and then he did the caves, and they did all that while I was at the baby place and the shops. Um, and then we met back up and did Small World and Peter Pan with all four of us, which was cute. Three o'clock rolled around. And we didn't book anything because there was nothing with a return time. We were needing the return times to be a little later um, and not right away because we had too much. We were still going to ride right away, (laughs) if that makes sense. So it was like, no, it does. We needed later lightning lanes and they weren't coming up. So we actually waited and held off on our next booking pretty much with the double booking. We were getting everything we needed. We didn't need any more than that. So um, we waited until four o'clock and then booked a Winnie the Pooh. We actually booked to meet the other princesses because Oliver really liked that. Oh, good. We went on Pirates, just the four of us. Um, We watched the Adventure Friends Cavalcade down Main Street. And then Elliot was starting to wear out a little bit. So we got a snack and went into Carousel of Progress. (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) The 20-minute air conditioning break. (laughs) I know that move well. Yes. Mary Jean got back. And we booked with Oliver at around six o'clock. Okay, so they came. So they just took a break. They did come back. Yeah, they came back. They took a break and came back. So they were gone from about one thirty till six o'clock. And in that meantime, we did Big Thunder Mountain, Tom Sawyer Island, Small World, Peter Pan, Pirates, a parade. That is quite the list. Yes, yeah, we did a lot. Um, so when they got back, we had booked. Our next two, they wanted to go on Buzz again, so we booked a Buzz Lightning Lane that we actually never ended up using. And then we booked Little Mermaid because I had never been on that ride, and I thought that that would be kind of fun. So when they get back, we get out of Carousel of Progress, and we try to go on the People Mover. And I swear to you, we were sitting there. There was no line for the People Mover. We sat and waited for Mary Jean and Oliver to meet us at that spot at the entrance of the People Mover for five minutes 
And in five minutes, the line went from no wait to a 45-minute wait. What? In five minutes. And we were trying to figure out what was happening. Like, I don't know. But we never got to go on the People Mover. So we walked over and used our lightning lane for Winnie the Pooh. And then we got hungry. So we stopped and got Mickey bars, pretzels, and a turkey leg. (laughs) Nothing better on a hot day than a turkey leg. (laughs) Yeah, Elliot wanted to try a turkey leg. We sat and ate outside of Dumbo. Well, while we're sitting there, Elliot's like, I really want to go on Dumbo. And Oliver's like, I don't want to go on Dumbo. And then I said, Oliver, did you know there's a playground inside of Dumbo? And he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So I went up to the front and I said, there was like no wait for Dumbo. And I said to the lady, could we just come and play? Like, do you have to be standing in line for this ride? And she goes, normally, yes. Today, whatever. It's 100 degrees Uh, outside and I know people need a break. And I was like, okay, cool. That was nice of them. I fed Isla and the boys played on the air-conditioned playground. And then Dave got in line with Elliot to go ride. We got out of Dumbo. It's now we're running out of time because we want to see the fireworks. So this is where things start to like escalate quickly. So we get out of Dumbo and Elliot goes, oh, the Barnstormer. I want to go on the Barnstormer. And we're like, oh my gosh, you guys, like we have, we still have Little Mermaid and we have to meet Tiana and Rapunzel. And I wanted to get a picture by the lanterns and we had to get a spot for the fireworks. I'm like, guys, we are running out of time now. We don't have enough time left to do everything. But we let them, we went on the Barnstormer because it was like a 10 minute standby. Did the Barnstormer, got up to Little Mermaid and it had been broken down all afternoon so we had gotten an anytime anything pass and we got up to the line and the guy was like you don't need to use that because there's no wait right now so just walk on and then use that anytime pass for something else that you want to do at any time and we're like cool that's yeah that was nice of them to tell you that yeah really sweet of them so we go on little mermaid then we went and met tiana and rapunzel And by this time, like, we don't have time to use the anything pass. Like, we have got to get our spot for the fireworks. We tried to do the lanterns picture because I've always really wanted to get, you know, that cute picture where they hand you the lantern and yeah yeah in Fantasyland over by the tangled bathrooms (laughs) yes yeah they do a photo with the the lantern such a beautiful picture in front of bathrooms and I I, right (laughs) and I'm guessing that line was a mile long it was and no photographer ever showed up (gasps) oh no so we just oh no we waited for like five minutes And then we saw that they weren't coming and we're like, it was pretty dark out by that point and no one was there. We're like, no one is coming. We took pictures with our phone. You know, obviously we didn't have the cool lantern in the middle, but we rushed off and here's where things get crazy. So (laughs) both of my boys were like, they both had a souvenir they really wanted that we had put off buying. One, because one of them was glass. My son wanted an ornament that we didn't want to get broken, you know, halfway through our trip. Elliot wanted a pirate sword he had saw when we got off of the pirate's ride. So Dave was like, why don't you and my mom and Isla go get a spot for the fireworks? I will take the boys, run and get their souvenirs, and I will meet you. Just text me what spot you're at. So that's not the way it works. And I didn't know this. I assumed as soon as you told me, I was like, (laughs) well, here we go. This is not how it works. And so... I have never experienced the wonder that is the crowd for the Magic Kingdom fireworks. And I thought, like, cool, we'll get a spot by a gate somewhere and be able to tell them, like, we're by the gate, by the Mickey statue or, you know, whatever. Nope. 
they herd you like cattle into there. They sure do. <laughs> yeah. So my husband calls me. I'm like starting to get claustrophobic because there are people on every side of us. And even though it's dark, it is still 90 degrees outside. So my husband calls me. He's like, where are you? And we're back here. Where are you? And I'm like, I can't even describe where we are. We are in a herd of people. <laughs> Somewhere, oh, no. somewhere in the middle, I, I was like, we are in a direct line, like, with the astral orbiter. And he's like, honey, that line can change depending on where you're standing. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where we were. I'm freaking out. <laughs> so he's like, well, my phone's about to die. And then we, like, get disconnected. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get to watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks with my children. This is the end of our trip. I start to panic. So I text him. I'm like, I don't know if your phone died, but your mom is swinging our light up slinky dog toy around in the air. Smart. Oh, that's so smart. <laughs> and so I'm like, watch for the slinky dog. And then he's still not finding us. So then we kind of like maneuver over by this tree that has Christmas lights on it. And I'm like, there are three trees with Christmas lights on it. We are at the furthest one back from the castle. And then he finds us. Oh, good. So, okay. So we kind of had to like elbow around and they ended up finding us <laughs> after much panic. <laughs> so, At least his phone didn't die then because yes. then you would have, yeah, you would have just had to meet up at the hotel oh, at that so point because I think it would have been hopeless. It would have been yeah. hopeless. So yeah, it, good advice. Don't ever separate. Take your entire crew to go get a spot for the fireworks. And it, it was an hour before. The, the Magic Kingdom fireworks started at 920 that night we went to get a spot at 8 30 people start hurting in an hour and a half before the show starts they do i can't do i personally can't do it in the in the crowd of people i get too claustrophobic yes oh i i totally agree well okay so was it worth it though the the show you guys found each other you had your kids with you totally worth it totally worth good it. I, good good i did at one point my daughter was had lost her mind um in the middle of the crowd like just screaming so i sat in the stroller can't believe i got my butt out of the stroller after i sat <laughs> in it and i fed her like cramped together with a million people around me in the stroller and then she calmed down and once the fireworks started she was like all about him you know that who knows how with a seven month old you know you never know they're either going to be yeah. like wow and staring at it or they're going to be screaming so that's good that she that she liked the fireworks I thought for a second I'm like this is my karma because she has been an angel on this entire trip and this will be where she loses her mind like while we're packed <laughs> together here but she didn't she didn't your kids are troopers they were they were troopers after the fireworks I assume the park was still open for a little it was. bit and everything I have read always says don't try to leave with the crowds like you will regret it like you'll get separated you will get smashed you will get stepped on so we were so far up we're like we have no chance of making it to the bus early so we just hung out in the middle of magic kingdom and took pictures with the castle at night my five-year-old was crying because he didn't want the trip to be over so so we got a video of him waving goodbye to the castle and he turns around and he's like, I'm waving goodbye because I don't want to leave. And it's just this precious video. <laughs> he's so sweet. <laughs> so we took our time getting out. Now, I will say when we got to that bus line. Oh, my gosh. Like super long. Oh, so long. We waited for an hour and a half. Oh, no. And we stayed. Yeah. It's it's so t Magic Kingdom is the hardest yeah. to get there and to get out. Yep. Because you're like your best option, unless you're at one of the three resorts that are on the monorail line, 
your best option is the bus. It is. And even I've done the same thing where you wait, you're like, I'm going to wait a beat and let the crowds go out. But you get out there and the lines for the buses are still really they long. They're so long. And we had considered Caribbean Beach was right next to our bus line and there was no line for Caribbean Beach. And I swear 15 Caribbean Beach buses came by to pick up no one. Like they just kept driving by. And I'm like, mm. could we get on the Skyliner. So I looked everywhere to see if the Skyliner was still running at 11 o'clock at night. And ev- I was getting mixed, like everything online mm. was saying different things. And I was like, we cannot get trapped at Caribbean beach. Like, I don't know how. Yes. Yeah, so they'll typically put up like sandwich boards by the Skyliners, okay. but I doubt at 11, like it, it would probably depend on Epcot's hours. Yeah. Um, I doubt it still would have been running yeah. at 11. I'm glad we didn't. So yeah, you would have had to like take a lift or something from there or a cab and then you've got the baby yeah, the and so then what do you do? So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the stroller. Um, yeah, that would have been a real nightmare. So but ooh, my husband yeah. kept making yeah. jokes like, like this is how they get people to upgrade to moderates. <laughs> on yeah. their next trip oh. because the art of animation line was an hour and a half two hours long and that the caribbean beach one was right next to us and there was no one in line we were like i'm telling you is your husband my yeah. husband because yeah that's he's like whenever you know it's our last trip was valid he's like oh, valid. I'm like okay get over yourself but then when the line is through, i was like why is pop century the only line that's like filled up the entire queue and then some and all the other ones around us aren't like what's that about so yeah we had a very similar discussion after our magic kingdom evening he was convinced that they were purposefully sending less buses to our line and more to the caribbean for a show to like convince people Uh, let's see what you're missing beautiful caribbean beach resort they were like sending like charter buses by the end of the night to come and pick us up and it just didn't seem to be making a dent it was bad we got back probably nearly midnight long long night a long long wait and uh with three kids so how were the kids doing were they all right were they the two littles fell asleep in the stroller um about 10 minutes into waiting in line for the buses and my eight-year-old is a jewel Um, he, he could, he's just one of those kids that has such an imagination. He could stand in line for 14 hours and be playing scenarios in his head of, you know, his favorite Pokemon characters. I don't know. Like, yeah. (laughs) So he just kind of stood there by us and waited and a couple times said my feet kind of hurt. So Dave put him on his shoulders a few times and that was the extent of his complaining. My my feet feet kind of hurt. hurt. Wow. He, the adults were way worse. He's a jewel. We were way worse than he was. (laughs) All right. So you finally made it back. The next day is your, is your departure day. It is sad. So are you doing anything before you head out? Cause you're, you're driving back. So it's not like you have to be out. Yes. You know, early for a flight or anything. You just sleeping in and waiting until the last second. We slept in until we could not. Like, I probably woke up at like 930 and was like, okay, we've got to start packing because we got to be out of here in an hour and a half. So we we were loading the car with seconds to spare at 11 (laughs) (laughs) o'clock. Okay. So we really used our entire hotel time. My mother-in-law loves mini golfing. She was just such... A wonderful person to take on this trip and was so chill and and you know did whatever we asked and the whole time we went and she wanted to go mini golfing and the boys were excited and so we just all went with the flow and we went 
mini golfing at the Blizzard Beach. It was super cute. It's themed of like a Mickey's um, Christmas vacation. So it's like Christmas in the summer. There were some really neat uh, holes, like one spits water at you, one Santa's snoring, like buried in the sand. Like um, at the very end, you shoot your balls like through a Christmas tree, like really cute. And I love that you... You managed to, like, find a thing for everybody. Yeah. You said in the beginning it was, like, what you and your husband wanted to do. And you also had your date night. And then you had a day where, like, your kids got to decide. And they each got to do their own, the wand and the droid. And then Grandma got a thing, too. Like, she got her own her own thing that she wanted to do. It really did. It went so well. I felt horrible seeing your posts about your trip because I was like, Oh, we're fine. I am oh, so please. glad we're fine. ours yeah. is not going that way. <laughs> <laughs> we're fine. I got so many messages, people being like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, please, like, we're good. Don't we're fine. I promise we're fine. I'm the last person you should feel sorry for. I would have really been in tears good. though, had that been my trip. Because you know, you well, that so was more to them and you spend so much yeah, money. And yeah, that was really more my thing. I was feeling for the people who had never been before and were experiencing some of the things that we had experienced. So but I'm glad that you were like, there were certain things you saw that went wrong for us since our trips overlapped yes, and we're able us. to adjust. Quite a few times. Yes. I, I'm like, wow, I'm glad I saw that. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad. That makes me feel so much better. It was all worth it. It was. It was all worth it. Did you drive home in one shot or did you stop on the way? Because you're leaving at 11 a.m. We actually ended up not leaving till like four o'clock because we even we went back and did Disney Springs again after we mini golfed. We were like we, we were trying to shoot for leaving in the afternoon evening again because we didn't want to leave in the morning and then have our kids sleep all day in the car and then not sleep when we got home. Like, you know, so we wanted them to sleep at night in the car. So we actually killed time by, like, we went to Disney Springs, got lunch, got more souvenirs. Then, actually, we got ready to leave, and my mother-in-law was like, there were these orange Nemo buckets I wanted to buy for her other grandkids that didn't go on this trip that I thought would be down here, but they're back at Art of Animation. Do you guys mind if we run back and grab those before we leave? So we did. We went back to our resort and got the buckets, and then there were characters in the lobby when we went back. Their lines, they were, like, not letting anyone else in line, but our boys, like, photobombed them all. And, like, we got pictures you know, <laughs> from afar with all the characters. <laughs> so that was a cool way to end the trip. At 4 o'clock, we left Art of Animation and headed home. And we did. We, we were planning on stopping in Tennessee somewhere when we got tired. We were like, there's no need to rush. And then by the time we got to Tennessee, all three kids were asleep. It was so peaceful we were like, we can power through. So we did. And we just took turns. I think there was at one point where each of us were only driving an hour and a half at a time because we were like, Oh, this is all the further we can make it without switching. But with three drivers, it worked fine. It was fine. Yeah. And we got home Ugh. at like nine o'clock in the morning. And then we all just laid down and slept <laughs> and slept for a yep. week. What a successful trip. I'm so glad. Are you guys planning on doing another trip? Are you waiting until the baby is a little bit older? I think we'll wait until Isla is um, that, that sweet spot of almost three where she still experiences it, but we don't have to pay for her. But she's yeah. free. Yes. <laughs> I think that'll be our next trip. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing your trip with me. Yes. This was, uh, you were phenomenally successful. I love it. 
another big thank you to Allison for sharing her trip with us. Such a fun conversation to have with her. And she is the first person ever when we finished talking. uh, She said to me that she thought of this podcast as like a souvenir for her trip. You know, like she's going to save this and look at it down the line. And nobody's ever said that to me before. And I absolutely love that. I love that. So um, if you are looking for a souvenir for your trip and want to be on the show, feel free to reach out. There's a link in the show notes. I'm also going to put a whole bunch of links for things like uh, stroller rental, driving to Disney World, grocery delivery, just all of that stuff. Um, Baby care centers, date night ideas, because she went on a date night for her anniversary. All that stuff. Um, I'm going to put links in the show notes. Before we sign off too, I want to share with you a tip that somebody sent in uh, the other day. I actually meant to share this on the last episode where we talked about the Genie Plus hack, but like I said, I had COVID, so my brain was kind of in a fog there. But Jennifer reached out with a tip. She said to book rides like Tower of Terror early because it's gone early in the day, similar to rides like Slinky Dog. And so I think this is, and we kind of... I touched on this a little bit with the Genie Plus hack. Um, And she's right. Rides that are higher in demand tend to disappear earlier. So if you know a ride is high in demand, grab it early on. And now um, Tower of Terror specifically right now, they're doing refurb. And so I I think that's why, you know, when she mentioned that ride specifically, um, it's harder to get at the moment. But anything that's high priority that you see those wait times creeping up quickly, grab that as early as you can. Or if you know you're going to be stacking for later on, keep an eye on those ride times and maybe even hold off on booking until that ride gets to the window that you're looking for. So, you know, if you know if you're coming back, let's say at like 5 p.m., you're going to go take a break and then come back at 5 p.m. So you're stacking. Keep checking that one particular ride. Check the times. See how quickly those, you know, those return times are going up in the app. And those hard to get rides, book early. So thank you, Jennifer, for reaching out. If you have any tips uh, or anything you want me to share with listeners, there's a link for that in the show notes. Also a link if you want to be considered as a trip report guest on the podcast. Otherwise, I will see you guys in the parks.